Kevin Smith, and you're listening to Radio Brendo Man, the only radio that matters with the name Brendo Man in it. If you're not listening to it, just what in God's name are you listening to? I can give you some options, but that would defeat the purpose of the plug. Brendo Man. Welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And I didn't bring up the right thing. So there we go. We've already had a number of false starts, but in a good way. Yeah. The chair is like squeaking under me, so that's the thing. It's not... That's your chair. My chair. You brought it. Squeaky. It's a Vecchio chair. Vecchio chair. What's wrong with your Vecchio chairs? Squeaky. Don't do that. (laughs) So, uh, how is your week? It's good. I mean, um, work is good and busy, keeping me busy. It's, again, like, it's crazy. The time speed up is just, I'm still, like, it's just flying by. Yep, yep. I don't know where, what happened, all that. I mean, like, not having free time anymore is weird. <laughs> having to budget, like, my show watching. Yeah. You gotta, pace things out. Do stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't, I'll figure it out. I'm... New Japan is going to start running shows again soon. I don't know how that's going to fit in <laughs> to my schedule. Like, I just don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I can barely keep up with wrestling as it is. I watch Raw on Tuesdays now most of the time because by the time I can watch it, it's like time for bed. So I'm like, I guess I'll just watch just it in the, the morning. But then, but, but then, like, that's a whole day of spoilers. So, but I mean, I'm not, spoiler, I'm not a big spoiler because it's like, oh, that happened. I can't wait to see that happen. Right. For me, that's how I do. But other people are like, no! Uh, uh. <laughs> and like, and I'm just like, I just, I don't know. Like, that does not ruin it for me. I feel like if that ruins it for you, then like, it can't be that enjoyable if it can be ruined. Just by knowing that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's true for me for a lot of stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. But, um, yeah, so that happened. I mean, work happened as it Generally always happens. Generally good still. Things are good. It's busy, still but... Busy, but good. And I like it. It's nice being busy and yeah. having... Even though it's still, like, the whole work thing, it's like this is just a means yeah. to an end. And sometimes you just feel like you're a little cog in the big machine, and <laughs> that can wear on you. But that's life, I guess. And uh, At least no one's yelling at the cog at the moment. No, no yelling yet. Yet to happen. It's good. We'll see. Good. We'll see what happens there. I mean, I'm hoping. Yeah. It seems like it's good. I got uh, people. Like, there's a there's a huge layer of people that, in order for me to get yelled at, they'd have to. You got some buffer. You got a huge buffer. That's good. Huge. So that's awesome. Went to the pro wrestling gorilla shows this weekend. Made it to both nights. I thought I was gonna like. I thought I was gonna end up. Being that guy outside, I'm gonna go take it. Or am I? I actually had a backup plan where I was gonna go there first, and if it wasn't gonna pan out, um, I was there was another show running that okay. I like down in it was in Southgate, but I mean that's not that far of a drive, right? So I would have gone down there and gone to that other show. But you had like and, good seats. But though. then I ended up. But again, like. I don't know. It's it's fun. This has been an interesting weekend because like because I just learned like never 
count people out, I guess. Yeah. Because Matt Cohen came through and... And, uh, and, and, you know, we're still friends. We still talk. Mostly these days we talk about wrestling. And so I was like, I'll see if Matt, because I know Matt goes to the shows and he's gone to the last several shows. Right. And you see him on, it's funny seeing him on, because they, these, they, 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 I'll talk about it in a minute, in like when we get to this part of the show. But I love their business model because it's super, super indie. But people on the internet hate it because it makes it so exclusive because they won't expand because they're at a point where they 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 know exactly what their budget is. They know how much money they're going to bring in. They know how much money it costs. So they're at a perfect harmony right. as far and they've been doing this for twelve years. Without stopping, they haven't gone out of business. They haven't had to have a break. Right. And you know, anything indie, no matter what, it seems in my experience, any indie thing has like a three, a maximum like three year shelf life before you either go out of business or you burn yourself out doing right. it, or expand to or, and a then, bigger thing, or, or you and thing. then and then but then what's the most common thing we see is you get too big and then all it takes is one tiny mistake. And you're done. Yeah, flare out. And then that's it. And you can end up losing a quick, uh, like, yeah, like as, as Mike says in the chat, expanding can sink an indie wrestling company. And I've seen that happen, I mean, to our own, to Matt and Brenda's wrestling show's home promotion. It, they just too too much, too quick. Right. Because the, the venue they were booking, I remember even the first time we went to the show, I'm like, if they don't, like, all it's going to take is one low turnout and, like, this is done. Cause they had like, like I, I'm like I can even guess because they were like renting out this hockey arena, and oh, yeah. like I'm like all it's gonna take is one bad attendance and like you're done, you, you are done, and you're putting up a lot of your own money. I mean that project that Jeff Katz put together crashed and burned. Well, we were just talking so, before the show about like doing shit like band yeah. concerts and like it's, shows. There's and, a huge risk involved right, like in where, knowing what kind of draw you're going to be able yeah. to get and how much you're so, willing to risk on it. And, so what these guys have done, it's like now it's two dudes. It's seriously two dudes that run the business end of it. And they've been, again, they've perfected their model. Mm-hmm. And so I can tell they're, I, like, I even talked to one of them. They're very apprehensive about expanding. They want to be very careful and plan their next move because it's so fragile it's like perfect homogenization but because of that the internet and the fans are like oh now you're being so exclusive you're creating an artificial demand because again only like right now the show i saw last night only 400 the 400 people that were there maybe 450 are the only people that saw that show nobody else people are talking about it on the internet like oh like this happened no because of this this because the way they operate the reason why it's so good is because they bring in talent from all over the world a lot of contracted talent they work through a lot of loopholes and like contracted people's talents where okay we can get this guy but but a lot of the guys they bring in from contracted places, they can't – so they can't have um, streaming pay-per-views uh, because these the guys deal. are contracted other places. That would be a breach of their contract like the people that are in TNA or Ring of Honor. Like these are the bigger on TV right now. Right. In They're not really indie promotions, but compared to WWE, they are indie promotions. Right. But these are companies that are backed by corporations. They're just – they're – fraction of what wwe is doing and so 
like what Perez and Gorilla, they will they contract this talent because they have a very specific model where they don't broadcast it a month from the show. They will release a DVD of the show and you can stream it online. Huh. But that's it. Like no pay per view, no TV, but you can buy it. So they that and like that's how the contracts work, and it's very specific. But it drives works, people on the internet crazy because, again, as of right now, only 400 people saw this show. <laughs> and a month from now, other people are going to be – and I'm going to be all over that because I'm in the front row. I'm <laughs> sitting next to Max Landis. Like it's like – so um, – So, but it upsets a lot of people on the internet and they call them the hipster promotion. But I'm like, no, this is just two very smart people that know how to keep a promote because they've been going since 2003. want to have a business and still happening. Yes, their business model might anger some people, but it's the only reason why they still exist. Because right. if they had done what people are telling them to do, like, oh, you should rent an arena or you should do this. Again, all it takes is one bad show and you're in depth up to your eyeballs. Yeah. Or, again, because it's so low-key, they're able to – they wouldn't be able to bring in some of the talent they were bringing. And the talent they bring in is what makes it what it is. Right. And also, I don't know. I didn't believe this until I actually witnessed it. But I have I saw matches – during this course weekend that I had seen before in other indie promotions and from like a star rating perspective. So for instance, um, you won't know who these people are, but like I saw Chris Hero, Matt Benson and I saw Chris Hero wrestle Biff Busick up in, up in San Jose WrestleMania weekend. Okay. That was probably a three and a half star match on a five star scale. And I had always heard about this, but I didn't believe it until I witnessed it happen. I saw that same exact matchup. Four and a half stars. Really? Easy. Like, they perform at a... I don't know what it is. I think it's either the crowd that's just... Okay. Like, have you ever been inside, like, an American Legion Hall or one of just those small little, like... Or, like, an Elks Lodge. Like, something... It's seriously, like, a... I don't even... It's probably, like, half the size of the Biola Cafeteria. Okay. Or maybe about that size. Like, a, with a stage and... Night, Matt. And so... um, So, there's... And then there's like a ring and there are like four rows of seats on each side of the ring and then like a row of standing people. And that's like 450 – and we are crammed in there. I – if you're sitting in – from the second row, I could almost touch the ring. That's how – there is no guardrail. I mean you're like right there and you're just – they cram as many people in there. So – and I think it's that atmosphere where the fans are just right there and they're crazy. Like they're chanting for everybody and it makes them want to perform better. And also because of the, because of the exposure they're getting, because it's so like huge, like the rest, they're just every single match is just this level of intensity that I had never seen before. I mean, I'll say it was the, it was the, it was the best show I've, I've been to. I've seen a lot of wrestling. I've been to a lot of shows. I've been to like WrestleMania. I've been to a small little indie show. Like Benson and I went to a show. There was thirty people there. Right. Like, and this was by far the most fun I've ever had at a wrestling show. I'm talking more than WrestleMania, more than anything I've wow. ever been to ever. Wow, that's big. It was crazy. And so, but I feel like from you, like running shows, like you can respect what they're. I really respect what they're doing, yeah. and they've and they've hit this business model. But it has upset a lot of people. And if you go on the internet, there's just this huge anti 
pro wrestling gorilla pwg just because they're like oh it's just this hipster <laughs> douche like they just oh they could easily and it's like no like people don't understand like because the first pwg show like it's not like they even started out huge the first pwg show they had there were like 30 people like and they just built in built in yeah. to where like so and again they never overextended and so um yeah so well, that's that in in comparison like Sometimes, like, you go to a big, like, concert band, yeah. and sometimes it's great, but, like, some of the best shows I've ever yeah. been to are, and like, it's exactly in like a that. smaller place. It's, like, like I always think back to, like, that Spring Fest we did where it was inside the student yeah. union building at Biola. And it was just people were hanging over the Yeah, standing room only. And the bands were just, like, on fire. That was, because think about, like, how good some of the sets were. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of bring it's, like, it's this weird energy, yeah. and everybody feels it, yeah. and you just perform the heck out of it like you're like this is special i'm gonna make this even more special and then the and then it also kind of it kind of builds this competition spirit within like some of the like even that night like i could tell like bands were trying to top each other like top that set like and like they're just trying to put on and like that's how it is a pro wrestling like because every match it was just it's like I'm like, there's no, like, I remember three different times looking over to whoever I was sitting next to, like, even just total strangers and being like, there's no way it's going to be better than that. And then the next, and it would be better. Like, it just kept building and building and building to the point where you're just like, this is crazy. This is completely crazy. And, um, yeah, so, I don't know. I, I That's why indie wrestling, it is, it's a mixed bag because I've been to horror. It's not always like that, but when it is, it's great. Same thing like in music. Like sometimes you get some dud shows. Yeah. So it's like, But like when it is, when it's good, it's so good. Yeah. It's the best thing. Like I think it's like, I just remember like, I forgot which show. Steve and I went to this one hardcore show, a chain where like you couldn't move, but it was just like amazing and like you know it's so hot and again like this is again think about that building and think about 450 sweaty people and it was so and like the ac was like barely on (laughs) and to the point where like the wrestlers were so sweaty they were like there were a couple botches as you could call them like because they're like they either slipped off the turnbuckle because it's just like (laughs) or like they slipped on each other because they're just so sweaty and it's so hot it's so hot like it was so hot in there, but I didn't care. Like at first, like if I stopped to like think about it, I'm like I'm gonna die. But when, I, but then I just have to get back into what was going on, and you don't even think about it. But then when I walk to my car, I'm like I am soaking wet right now, and I think half of this sweat is not mine. And like, but it's it was so much fun. I'll talk a little bit about more about it in a bit. But what about you? I mean, you did a lot of you. You did a, yeah. your kids. This, School's going good. School's going well. Kids are doing good. Yeah. Um, you know, they love, they both have friends. It's awesome. I told you before, but like, yeah. Luke's like one of his best friends at school is Brendan. That's awesome. So it's pretty funny. Um, Luke's having a Zelda birthday party. He's having a Zelda birthday party at the park. Uh, we're inviting the whole class because I learned yeah, we the learned hard the way uh, the error of trying to invite specific Selective people. invitation so. to school. Definitely frowned upon. Yes, causes some problems. So we're just we're just inviting the class. <clears throat> you can get away with doing like just girls or just boys, but he's got like some girls that he's been friends with too. So we figured you know it's at the Plus park. It's a park. I mean, so it's, it's easy. A park party. Yeah. So um, yeah, but Janelle found like all kinds of great. Like she's got a Zelda pinata. Nice. And, like, like party favors in the whole nine yards. So it's gonna be good. 
Uh, went to a couple shows this week, which was great. Yeah. Um, went and saw the Night Tides, which was Clark from the Spivvies, his yeah. band. And um, it's a lot of fun. We didn't say they played for like two hours, and we only stayed for about fifty minutes because it was school night, and the kids were tired. But it was really fun. They're like instrumental surf stuff, but they also do some like covers of like Beach Boys and some yeah. other stuff like that. I remember we were joking around because it actually looked like there was a forecast where it might. Of rain yeah. that night, and I'm like, how crazy is it that their band were gonna get rained out? Because the first night got rained out, and like in, in Southern Ca- drought in here. Southern California, the two nights within a span of just like the only two nights in like several months that it rains, and it's the nights that yeah. their band like well, that's horrible. So it didn't wind up raining, but it was like so intensely humid because it was like yeah. gonna rain, and it was just like. Clark, as you I know, remember was that a day. Person I was anyway. like, I was oh, miserable. Dude, it was just all of us were just dripping because it was like 105 in Redlands that yeah, day. Yeah, and super humid, but it was a lot of fun. The kids were like dancing and enjoyed it and stuff, so it was cool. And it's good. Um, we uh, then we went on Saturday. We went to see this band called B is Bridgie, mm-hmm. which uh, Matthew, my brother, came with me. And, he's not and in the chat anymore. He's not there anymore. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, but he still came, even though he's not in the chat. And, uh, and Janelle and the kids, and it, it was funny. Like, it was this carnival thing. I didn't know what to expect. Because mm-hmm. I thought it was like, it was at like a church, mm-hmm. but it was like a... Like a, like a com- more of a community like event. Like a community carnival kind okay. of thing. Like, it wasn't like an outreach event, and it was even less so than I thought. Like, we got there, and the booths that they had were like... A real estate agent and mm-hmm. a local so bike like your shop. typical like like, just communi- a, like one of the Ukaipa things right it was just like that except it happened to be in the parking lot of yeah. the church but it was you know so it was uh, it was funny like they they had advertised I thought there was gonna be more carnival type stuff too mm-hmm. so you know I thought the kids would have fun they had a petting zoo quote unquote which was a horse a pony and a donkey wow that was it like that was the petting zoo and and. So we didn't really do that because it was super hot. But it was fine. They had a couple food trucks. And the band was great. But the bummer for them is, like, they played first. And they went on at 355. And it was in Chino. And it was, like, 100 in degrees. Chino, it was, like, 100. I think it was 104. Oh, my like gosh. Because it, was, it, it was, wasn't. On, so, because it was 100 in Reseda. Yeah. And so I actually found out Reseda is a little bit cooler than I because I, I just assumed everywhere in the valley is like death yeah, yeah. but it wasn't too it wasn't it was actually it was because it, it was when I left when I left here it was 105 in Ukaipa when I got to when I got to when I got there it was 99 degrees I'm like well it's below 100 I'm not yeah. at least and people that when I got there like everybody in line was complaining I'm like it's actually hotter where I live so I'm okay <laughs> Well, it was slightly hotter than yes, where we were. Yes, Cobra so, Kai Dojo, home of Daniel yeah, Russo, Reseda, right. California. But uh, to top it off, it was all on asphalt, and there was no shade. Yeah, that's the worst. So the stage, they did have shade over the band. Like, they had of a course, little tarp over the band. Because otherwise they would die. Like, the, they had a little thing over the sound booth, so Matthew and I, like, leaned in over <laughs> the sound guy to kind of get in the shade a little bit. Um, and Janelle just was with the kids off in the trees in the back because she was like, it was, like, way too hot. But the band was great. The bummer is super hot. They played first. And they're like, I don't know, just kind of like a cool indie rock type band. Mm -hmm. And all the rest of the bands they booked the rest of the day were like adult contemporary or like a little bit country or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like 
definitely targeted. So we were literally the only people that were there to watch them. Like, oh man, which I felt bad. I mean, so you know, Janelle and the kids, and, then, and, and you're me, saying some of these guys were from Stairwell. They were yeah. huge oh, for yeah. a while, and and in other bands. That Again, I loved. the band. It was so funny because I was we were doing. I was talking about my How I Met Your Mother rewatch, and there was a Stairwell poster. Yeah. Like they, that's, huge. that was the band. And his other he's, band is My Compatriots, which mm-hmm. some people might he, you know doing pretty good in the indie scene and stuff. Um, but they were fantastic. But you know, there was a few other people around that were like running the place, but like yeah. there was no one else watching them. And it was funny because before we went to the show on the little like event page on Facebook, they had a thing where they said, "Go listen to some of our songs on our SoundCloud page. Tell us like in the comments your favorite song. We'll pick the top five people and we'll give you like a free button mm-hmm. at the show." You know, and she has like, these little hand painted so buttons. Like the only person, that so I was the only one that did it. So like from the stage, she's like. Well, thanks, Phil, for coming out. I guess you won one of the buttons, you know. <laughs> the kids are like, oh, is she talking about you, Daddy? Oh. So they're all excited and stuff. But um, they were amazing, though. And like, I got to hang out and talk to them afterwards and got the CD from them and stuff. And What was the name again? Um, they're called B is Bridgie. B, like the letter B, is B-R-I-D-G-I-E. B is Bridgie. Well, I'm sure they're the, at least they're the only band that has yeah, that name. Yeah, that's... Like that was funny because I was looking up the other bands playing afterwards, and half of them I couldn't find on the internet because they're like, like so not Google Country cool. Boys, yeah, no one of them. <laughs> Good old boys, they were Rock City. I one of them was called them. Not Okay, which I mean, I guess that's a fine yeah, name. Yeah, but that's except, you Google that, you cannot find that. There's this Not Okay. <laughs> Even band. if you put Not Okay band yep. or Not Okay music, yep, nothing. Like that's not gonna nothing. work. So, but B people Brittany, need to follow Brax's yeah, rules. That's true. That's B like Brax is very Google. That's a number one rule. Yep. So Google your name before you make it yeah. your name. That will also save you from embarrassing lawsuits, like other bands that already have your band name. Which happened to like wasn't that some huge band? It was like oh, it was Scarlett Johansson's oh, really? project. That like it was a very like it could have been a very simple like. Google this name, <laughs> right. and they immediately had to change their name. They had to reprint. They did a vinyl run oh without even checking, and they had to. They did. They couldn't even release it. And you know how expensive oh, gosh, that yeah. is. So I mean, I'm Google sure. Google it. And, I mean, that goes for anything. If you're going to do a podcast, yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure you're the only radio Brindo man out there. But yep. You know, check first. It's um, a good idea. But so they were really cool, and I think they're going to do a song for um, the Vaudeville Theater compilation, which we're working on. Look so at you cool. all enterprising. Yeah, dude. Well, I'm telling you, it's really, really good. So um, so that was really cool. And uh, yeah, I've been working on doing the Vaudeville Theater stuff this week, getting some mm-hmm. songs lined up. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'll be cool. The you 15th did a Brax on Friday? Did Brax on Friday. But not Monday. Remember when you said Monday was going to be the yeah. sure day but and now Friday? Friday. Do we have to change? I'm not changing that banner again. No, no. I was working on actually the design for the stickers for our Kickstarter today when I would have normally been doing Brack, so. All right. Um, well, you're good you're doing Kickstarter so that's stuff because we got to get that rolling. Well, we got, um, for those who are Kickstarter backers, the second round of, well, the, the semi-final round, second to last round of voting is out mm-hmm. there now, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Andres asked if he could do a write-in, which yes. you said yes. I said that's okay because there's a few people that didn't get to respond in the first round. For whatever reason, if you didn't get to respond, I'll let you do a write-in. But the way this round is going to work is the, the ones that get the most votes go on in the next round. So if mm-hmm. you do a write-in and no one else does, then it might not. But, you know, you write it in because who knows if know. if other people do. Or, you know, rally up other people who are backers if you want to get them to write it in. That's cool. You can go on the comments so, and yeah, try and do go, that. Go, can, you know, um, go on the Radio Brindle Man group if you want to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the voting, and you know, we'll keep that going, at least until I hear from most people 
probably a week or so, and then we'll do the final round and we'll be done. Did I show you the list of the stuff? We no. got a lot of good things. Several people said peanut butter solution. Angus is in there. Return to Oz. Mm-hmm. A lot of other good ones. I don't know. Condor Man mm. got got some votes because we're doing two this year. We're doing two movies. We did Batman last year. Yeah, we're doing two movies and two podcasts, two special shows. All right. Yeah, some good subjects for that. Couple requests for us to do music talk, which is cool. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah. I think you should. I definitely, definitely do a write in. I'm yeah, for sure. Also, the idea of a scary movie is intriguing. That is kind of a cool. We're one. both real wussies, yeah. so it could yeah. be very humorous. Yeah. See, okay. <laughs> so speaking of that, we have kind of a conundrum here because our good friend Josh, who just did the VMAs. Mm-hmm. He's got his movie coming out. They're doing mm-hmm. like screenings and stuff. He yeah. invited us to like I don't know on Friday to a screening of. I it. definitely can't go. I can't. But I want to support him so. But that's much. like the only one that they're doing. Yeah, but so well, if you're in the Los Angeles area, they're doing a screening at the ArcLight. Yeah. Um, but it's like a special. It's a one-off. But I'm sure that it's at like 9:25 right, p.m. Right. On Friday night at the ArcLight Hollywood. It's called... The movie's called Contracted, Contracted 2. Two. But it's going to be on... Um, oh, my gosh. I did this last What's time. What's the name of that thing? It's on a network. Or, hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to well, look it up because I, I feel bad. Because also, I hate the conclusion to that. So... They didn't even they announce. Didn't even announce they didn't even thing. announce. Well, the winner. They did. It was like before the show. Right. And I'm like, you did best rock video before the show of the video music awards because rock doesn't even count anymore. Like the what the Hip-hop. crap? Oh, it's on independent. It's on IFC. It's oh, gonna yeah, be on go. IFC. There you go. So so you'll be able to like watch them and support it later. That it's might- on. It's gonna be on IFC midnight. Contracted to hey evil Mike. Like you're a horror guy. Did you see contracted? Yeah, I think that was was on IFC, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it says right there, IFC. But this is two. After seeing strong VOD returns from last year's oh, okay. flick contracted. So anyway. So so the sequel... But Josh even said you don't really have to watch yeah. the first now, one. Now, here's my other thing, though. Because, again, even if we can't go to the screening, I want to support him. I don't know if I can take it. Can I, like, just pay for a streaming of it <laughs> or something and not... like? Because it's like, for those who aren't familiar with it... It's a um, zombie movie. A, yeah, but it's like super gory. You can't handle the gore. I don't I don't know. Like I can't I don't know if I can do it. Well. Well, I'm our scared. friend Josh Forbes is he directed the sequel and I'm I think it's gonna be cool. It looks cool. And um so you should check that out. If you're gonna be in Los Angeles, check they're doing some screenings around around, so check your local theaters. But it is gonna be on IFC midnight. Yeah. The name of the movie is Contracted Phase Two. Yeah, that's the, so the original one was just called Contracted. Um, I've I've heard it's not that the first one. The first one is not that great. This one has been getting good. Uh, it's been getting reviews. good reviews. In fact, specifically Fangoria. Yeah, well, they did a they did a Fangoria screening. Yeah. Um. So it's a lot of the horror. Well, you were saying specifically. Well, yeah. That, I, mean, I was just going to say like just some some really good some writers, of the horror some of the horror. Sites type, yeah. Folks have been very like. Fangoria was really so, into it. Yeah. So so um, so very this good. Is contracted phase two. Contracted phase two, and Josh Forbes is our friend. who's the director. Yeah. And, and this uh, is his first feature. First feature. He's done a lot of music videos. Yeah. But this is his first. He feature. did the. I mean, like again, shut up and dance, which everybody's probably heard that song if they haven't right. seen the video. 
But um, he did that video. It's a really great video. Yeah. And he did make it to the VMAs. He posted a lot of crazy pictures yeah. and videos. Really funny stuff. You can check him out at Best Josh Forbes. Because I think there's multiple. Yeah, right, it's the best one. So his is Best Josh Forbes on Twitter. Just search. If you Google Josh Forbes director. Yeah, it should come and up. And all this stuff. Um, but... Uh, yeah, Did so you listen to him on the radio at all? He was on the radio. I listened to his Kevin and Bean. He okay, did a great yeah, job on there. He was on a, He was on Carson Daly. I didn't hear that, but um, I knew about it. He was on a bunch of podcasts. Yeah. So he went a little viral with his whole... Because he was shining a light on these directors that right. didn't even get to go... They were nominated for awards, but didn't get to go to the ceremony. So like, do you think that like MTV was like, screw this guy, we're going to like announce this thing before it even happens? I don't know, That'll maybe. That'll teach him to like, <laughs> that, what speak if they out did against that? MTV? Like, what if that's what happened? I don't what know. What if he like, you know, stirred up the hornet's nest well, a little good. bit there? Like, that's funny. It is pretty stupid, though, that like best rock video isn't even yeah. on the show. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, that makes no sense. Well, uh, all right, take it easy, Mike. It's good seeing you. Mike's gonna go watch some Wes Craven movies. Yeah, R.I.P. Wes Craven. Talk about that later on. Um, but uh, yeah, so check that out, and then check your. That is that, and um, my favorite video that he did is the Offspring video where it's like the Clown Fight yeah, Club. Yeah. It's, Really well, I still have a special spot in my heart for these bivvies, of course. Oh, yeah. But I also really love that one by it. that band, The Myriad. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw that one with like, yes. the monster living in the that forest. That was good. He also had the, was it the submarines? Yeah, he did the submarines. Um, he He's did so many. A ton. I mean, his, his, because he even said, like, he was the, what's her, Borellis? I forgot her name. But she, that, that one where, like, the love song. Where oh, she put yeah. the coin in the piano. Like, for before this, he was the, whatever, that that guy. Yeah. That was his big one. I mean, he did, like, a, he did the fray and, like, sort of stuff. But yeah. there was, they weren't, well, like. He did one for Miley Cyrus's brother, his band. And that's <laughs> I didn't even one, know she had a brother. Yeah, like, apparently he had, like, a, like a, I don't know, pop band or whatever. Billy Ray was really trying to. But, no, it was great. Like, it was, he did it in an old theater in L.A. And he just hired a bunch of street performers to come in and do, like, a dance-off, like, in this theater. It's, that's really good, too. Does a lot of cool stuff yeah, like that. So, so yeah. So check that out, Josh Forbes. Um, we need to get him on the show. Yeah, we'll work on that. Mike Mason shared a link on my timeline. So uh, he did. I just want to see. Oh, talking about Wes Craven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we have uh, we have some letters. I think right. We do. We should uh, we should read some letters. Yes. Reader mail. Yeah, because Mike. Mike used to take me to horror movies and laugh yeah. at me for freaking out. <laughs> so I'm not the first one to show you scary movies. Enjoy <laughs> no, <a lot>. Mike <laughs> was definitely like Mike. Well, I remember Mike's favorite quote was like, "He's like he's because like I I know he did last summer like especially on rewatching. It's not a it's 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 not good. No. And but my, I remember even at the time Mike's like my favorite part of I know he did last summer was the part where Brendan screamed real loud. <laughs> like he didn't even care about the movie. Um, anyways, so reader mail, we got Denver, I got it, I think you were talking about my email, because I was, he was replying, sorry about not getting back, the week just got out of hand, I'll just get at you through here, so now we have an email, and he just replies to that one, so that it goes through, so we have a direct line to Denver, (laughs) um, your shows are memory jarring experiences, well I'm glad, that's That's a good good. way, that's like our pull quote, yeah, (laughs) memory jarring experiences, To the subject of smelling things, 
An elementary would get scratch and sniff stickers for good work and for bad. Well, this is horrible. I just read what? this. For good work and for bad. Well, since I didn't really do homework or do well on a test, I would tend to receive the stinky stickers. What? That's Stinky horrible. stickers for bad work. You stink. Oh, my God. That teacher should be fired. I mean, I remember they had like. Well, he says skunk here, but I remember thinking about like, now. I'm sure it led to my like my liking of the scent of skunk. Oh, oh my god! Because he got it on his homework and yeah. he was smelling it. They had like rotten egg yeah. ones. I remember. But can you imagine a teacher being like, "No, you get a d- d- bad, you smell Teachers smelly got sticker." Got away with a lot of stuff back in the day. Yeah, like that smelly crazy. sticker, or f- even like I feel like even now, like a teacher probably probably couldn't get away with a frowny face. No, no. People freak out about stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, like... Because I got the frowny face. I remember getting the frowny face and being real sad. Yeah. Well, positive reinforcement is a lot more effective. Like, yeah. just research shows, you know... That's the encouraging a kid in what they're good at is way better than like, how do you totally. how do you think it feels to be told you're dumb yeah when you're <laughs> six years old how do you think it feels you got the A track what track do you think I got track. what track do you <laughs> it's exactly yeah 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 so man well I'm sorry my daughter's a track one girl <laughs> I can't I mean I believe it but that's like that's, that's really prob- sad. Now that I'm thinking, now that I'm thinking about that, that's my favorite scene in the whole show. Oh yeah, because I think that sums laughing. up that sums up that show just like yeah. so well. <laughs> All right, freaks and geeks. Again, no win. No, you know, like the fact that they survive, like they make it through. Like that's because yeah. that they got a lot. Because like you just hear about it, like they got a lot of crap from the network because it's like that was like a positive outcome on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like you know, I mean. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, I love Freaks and Geeks so much. It's the best. It's the best in the world. I agree. If you've been listening to the show and you still haven't watched Freaks and Geeks or you're on the fence, like, stop watch Stop it, it yeah. right? Stop Pause right the show, now. go watch all 18 episodes of Freaks and Geeks, and then come back. But the episode we are talking about is Tests and Breasts. Yes. And that, to me, like, I've seriously, like... Lindsay cause, helps him Because there's that. And then there's the whole, like, geeks and the porn thing. Oh, gosh, and, like... And then, and then probably Tom Wilson's finest moment on the show. Like, I still want to know what, what was, was happening. That like, oh. Yep. Because I'm sure it was, like, either really dirty or it something. Or really funny. Because he got, like, he got him, the actor actually was laughing, like, legitimately yeah. laughing. So you know whatever he was saying. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That would have been my question. Show. Like, I was, I would have asked that, but Tom Wilson wasn't at Paley Fest. Right, right. What did you say? Anyways. Okay, wow. so back to Denver's back letter. Back to here. Denver's letter. Um, I had met and have an autographed photo of Jenny Garth. Oh, Wow. When she was at some comic book show in the late 90s at the Overland Park Convention Center. I went just for that. I would have gone just for that. <laughs> I don't think she does. She's not doing comic book shows anymore. That's Probably for not. sure. Well, now she's got all. She got half of Peter Facinelli's money. Oh? Because he, like, dumped her. And he had Twilight money. I didn't know who that is. Um, oh, well, you know him if you saw him. I'll just. I got to show you. <laughs> okay. He's in Can't Hardly Wait, but he's in a lot of stuff. He's in a lot of stuff. That dude. Oh, okay. I recognize so him. So he, um, this guy, this, I, I was a huge fan. And then this man cheated on Jenny Garth. How could he? Who he had children with. Like, how could you do that? I don't get it. I guess that's what Twilight Money does to you. I guess so. <laughs> it's that whole, uh, 
What's that website that it just like got exposed? Everyone oh, Ashley that? Madison. Ashley Madison was he on oh that? Oh my gosh, probably. That's nuts. I mean, whatever. Well, the funniest. Speaking of Ashley, this is my quick Ashley Madison. Okay. I just read an article about how they said that their like new accounts have like skyrocketed. I'm like, you have to be like some special kind of idiot <laughs> right. to now sign up. Like, like. What are you doing? We are. We know they don't care about security, right? Both for your credit card and for your like personal your uh, your like, identity. Oh, and also, I mean, the peop- the amount of like what were obvious work emails and then government emails, right. and all this stuff. Like you, I'm sorry, but if you sign up for something like that with your work and or government email, like you are a moron. Yep. But I. That's as much as I'm gonna say because again, my whole stance on that is. We should not be rejoice. We should not be making fun of this. We should not be celebrating this because one minute it's Ashley Madison, the next minute it's your Twitter account, it's your youth. Because we we should not be reinforcing hackers in any circumstance because yeah. it's you're next. That's basically my whole yeah. like you are next. Everybody needs to like dial it back just a little bit. Although I don't know that Josh Tucker thing just seemed too <laughs> priceless. Yeah, there, I mean, you know, there has been some moments of gold out of yeah. it, but it's still it's still but it's still dangerous. sad overall and just bad. So because the next thing it's going to be everybody's email. Just yeah. can you imagine a website where you're going to search anybody and then it's all their emails because that's what could ha- could happen. Yeah. Like, and that's like, I mean, I got nothing to hide. Like, you shouldn't have to have that attitude, right? Like, privacy is. I don't know. Whatever. I'm, I'll go on a whole thing. That I saw. Okay, this is weird. So back to Denver. Back to Denver. Controversial opinion. Okay. I side with myself when I put at least he admits that he's in the minority. In the minority. When I put Colin Quinn first in my top three SNL weekend update anchors. Wow. My second is Norm. Like Norm is great, but oh. When while well, Tina and Amy round off my top three, no Dan Aykroyd, no Chevy Chase, no yeah. Jane Curtin, no, no, I mean Dennis Miller, no. Yeah, well eh. for me, uh, um, gosh, I mean it's tough because Norm would definitely be up there for me. No Seth Myers. Seth Myers great, but then you got no Chevy. Colin and Michael. And then I like uh, Colin and but Michael. Then Kevin Nealon, I have a special Kevin place Nealon in my is heart as pretty well. great too. So I don't know. Colin would not be anywhere near. What about that dude? What was the guy from like 84? Charles Rocket? Yeah. Yeah. That's sad, but no. <laughs> Although he was great in Earth Girls Are Easy, so that's, you know. But anything that, that he was on in SNL was just bad. Well, that whole era of SNL. Well, they were, he, they were trying to, he was going to, he was supposed to be the new Piscopo. Yeah. And he was not. No. <laughs> Piscopo wasn't. I, I don't know. I go back and like, Piscopo's better than I remember, but he's still like, again, like. Especially without Eddie Murphy, he was the right. He was the best of what they had. But like him and Eddie Murphy together were great. Yeah, yeah. And he definitely stuff. had his moments. But I mean, because he was filling in the Bill Murray shoes, and like that's a again, that's like it's always that whole that whole period must have been difficult for the next guy. Because I mean, when you had those guys and you're trying to fill in, like I don't know, I don't know how that would. But I mean, especially like the 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 Dick Ebersol. Or yeah. yeah, like those seasons are just like, um, and then, but when you think about it on paper, it makes no sense because you had like Harry Shearer, Christopher Guest, right. Michael McKeon, Billy right? Crystal. Like when you think about the people that they brought right. in, so like, like on paper, that's the best cast period ever. But it didn't, it just work. didn't work. And there's moments that are funny yeah. throughout it, but it just 
it was not. Well, I think it also showed how integral Lorne is well, yeah, to that yeah. show. Well, and, and, and how just being a good comedian doesn't always translate to doing live yeah. television. Well, you even, especially comedy, when you listen like, to, when I mean, you read the books, like, like Sheer and those guys, I feel like we did not, like, it did not work. Like, I, I hated it. Like, yeah. like I didn't like it. Because Christopher <laughs> Guest, I mean, I remember, like, getting my hands on, like, some episodes. Because, you know, it's yeah. hard to find yeah. those for a long time. Yeah. And, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to see Christopher Guest. And I'm like, oh, like, it's. Yeah. It's not very funny. It's yeah. not very good. And then what even happened? like, because then you even had like Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. like at the height of their young, yeah. like youth careers, and like uh, they, I guess, so, uh, yeah. But I have to tell you, Colin Quinn is definitely not up there for me. He's like at the bottom. For and me, Dennis man. Miller's probably like right above him. Yeah, there. He's, that whole like uh, hey, tough guy. Yeah, I don't know what you call it, like the New York dude guy. <laughs> it's just not. It's not my favorite funny thing. Yeah. Kevin Nealon would be up there. Chevy Chase, Stan Aykroyd, Jane Curtin, not not Colin, hmm. and of course Norm. Well, there's a lot of great ones I couldn't pick because Amy and Tina are fantastic as well. That movie that they're in looks like oh yeah, rid- it looks really good. <laughs> looks really good. Although I just got a movie screening invite to like a drama with Tina Fey in it. Hmm. And it's got like a bunch of other people that sound good. It's like a drama though. Okay. Of course, it's a movie screen. I still get movie screenings with like stuff in orange. I'm like, I, I try to change my address, but I don't think they do test screen. I don't think they bother. Yeah, there's. Not I figured a lot like this here. could be a good because this is like be this is like testing in the Midwest basically. Yeah, was definitely a different market here. That was like the I remember there was a summer when I was near Kansas City, and that's where they test. That's like the biggest testing city in the country. Makes sense. And they test everything there. And I went, like, I there was a week where I went to a test screening. I was, Sometimes I went to two in one day because they're just testing all the time. I get all the Bible but movies out I had there. to go around to different theaters because after a while they'll start recognizing you and they won't give you the flyers. But, like, because, like. There's that guy. Yeah. Because they can just pull, like, because it's basically, like, you're, you're getting, that's, like, how you test the heartland. Right. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about that Bible movie, by the way? They finished second in the yeah, country. Yeah, I didn't even... I didn't know it existed. I guarantee you it was like mega churches bought all the tickets. Yep. Well, you notice whenever they Ralph do even those, made a joke because he's like... He's like, he's like, they don't even, they don't need to publicize. They have a secret. And, and then Ralph's they're like, what's the secret, Ralph? Ralph's like, it's Jesus. He tells them to go to the movie. <laughs> like, he was just doing a real well, funny best, like, little bit. If you watch, if you look at, like, Box Office Mojo and you see, like, the daily, yeah. like, it always spikes on Sunday. Yeah. So they always underestimate the, the, what it's going to make throughout the weekend because they don't ever count on, like, that big after church. I think it's called Flight Plan or Fight Plan or... No, it's uh, war, 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 war Room. room. Yeah. It's about relationships. I have no it idea. It sounds awful. No idea. Just Ralph's description of it made me want to puke. Oh, it's about how prayer heals relationships. Oh, that kind of war. I got you. Yes. All I know is, because I, I obsessively look at box office mojo, well, and I looked like yesterday, yeah. and I'm like, Finished what? number two. What? I didn't even know this movie existed. What is this? Oh. I mean, in one side, it makes you think, like, man, I know what kind of movie I should write. But well, then exactly. I feel like, oh, I would all the stu- well, all the studios that have no because I guarantee you that was like a well, even Ralph even said he's like this was a calculated move by one yeah. of the studios. It probably cost him five hundred thousand dollars to make or yeah. something, and it would open to like eleven million. Yeah, I mean, right there, money. So, but 
At what cost? Like, I, I, <laughs> are, did you like the Mass Saints Facebook page? By the way, no, I they've don't been I posting did. some pretty epic oh, status updates. I would like to see that. See, and I that one, but they're I don't super. Know. Oh, I think it's going to be horrible because the are things they, are they marketing it like? Oh yeah, the oh yeah, crowd? oh yeah. Well, the Facebook updates are like the Lord will strengthen you oh, in your fights gosh. and just all this stupid. And they are they are milking the Piper thing for all it's worth. Gosh. And like, because it is, it's his last movie right. and they are milk. There's going to be so many angry wrestling fans. So many. So bad. So many. Well, I'm, I'm very curious to see because I love oh, bad movies. It's going to be horrible. And if, but it's got to be like bad enough that it's like bad I don't know. To be good. I hope. I don't think it. I think like it might just be bad. The bad movie that I watched was that bad. I don't know if this but is going to be. But a lot of these like the Christian ones that come they're out just bad. are just bad and it makes me sad. I mean, as I've always, I've always said, um, the only real successful that I know of, like... The, the the most successful, I'll say, I'm not going to be too mean here, but the mo- by far the most successful um, Biola film graduate um, does not make no anything re- like that. He makes horror movies. Yeah. Well, uh, other Biola graduates speaking. Yeah. Of so yeah, <laughs> all the successful Biola graduates I know horror make movies. horror movies. Yeah. Because the Emily Rose guy, yeah. like he made, because he did Hellraiser. He did a Hellraiser well, you know what movie. He's doing his next movie. What? Is, he's doing Doctor Strange. Well, there you go. So I mean, that's, well, that's how you move up. Yeah. You do the horror movie. So again, and stuff that he's been posting. It's really about good. It looks amazing. Yeah. Like, so he didn't, and I'm sure he's gotten all kinds of offers to do those horrible. Christian cheese ball because again this is a filmmaker who is a Christian but he doesn't like that 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 doesn't have to doesn't have to equal horrible (laughs) now and this is not necessarily Christian filmmakers but the one type of movies that I do enjoy that come out of that scene are like the biblical epics like to a certain degree like I like Noah yeah I didn't see Exodus but you know stuff like that can be entertaining Exodus looks super boring it probably I just didn't see it but but that type of movie to me is like if you're gonna go blatant you Christian go content, big. go like for a big epic. Then at least that's something I can get behind. Go you know? Ten Commandments. Right, right. Don't I mean these stupid uh, relationship movies are just—they're just so preachy and it like. Is. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying it couldn't be done. I'm not saying you couldn't have a movie. I don't know, but man. It's I haven't seen that's it yet. such a fine I haven't line seen it yet. Like, cause the moment you then you're only you're preaching to the choir, and then and then you're just taking other Christians' money, and um, well, right, and and, and again, like you got I'm, that that weird dichotomy of like, is it are you doing something good for a cause really, or are you just taking advantage of that money? It's why, like we talked about this earlier, like because we went to I was in film school at Biola, and along with Janelle and. Like, I had such great respect for Janelle because her student film she made yeah. was like a romantic Because I remember comedy. going to that film festival and it was like, dude, some of, like, the one that won was like this really, like, it was too, for me, I was just grown, because it was this, like, super anti-abortion movie, like, just the abortion one. Yeah, I remember that. And then there was just some other, 
Like, but but all and all of them were just there very. There is some not even if they're not controversial. Or they're whatever, overtly they're very, preachy, very preachy. And then Janelle did like a rom com. I mean, yeah. literally, it was, and a, it was romantic a straight comedy. up romantic comedy. No like message or right. Like it, it was just it was fun. It was funny. She I like let her use all the pop box stuff. So yeah, the soundtrack was great. Great you know? soundtrack, great movie. And she like didn't get anything. I was yeah, so like, mad. It was just ignored. And I, to me, like I had like a lot of respect for her. Yeah, my one film that I did was a it was like I the closest I came to like directing one is I yeah. did a short for one of my classes I think it was like 15 20 minutes and it was a, a murder mystery <laughs> but the whole thing was you, you'll, you'll get the, has ever showed this to you the, no the, the, it was called glue the movie and um glue the, movie. the whole th- I have it someday I'll, I'll show it it's a uh, this guy the serial killer is going around and killing people with this blue glue and like the guy, it's like a like a hard boiled detective goes around and investigates to solve. It was Aaron McKay was the detective, mm-hmm. and he goes around and like tracks down, and finally he gets to like this warehouse, this laboratory, and the mad scientist tries to kill him with the blue glue, and he defeats him and stuff. I mean, it's ridiculous. The big stunt we had was it sounds like Brewster McClellan. It is. I mean, it's just so bad. The Mark Ritzmo was the bad guy, and he like. We rigged up a thing where he could like slide in just a little bit, like mm-hmm. a little bit of a stunt, ah, and like jumped out at him, and like that was the big moment. And then at the end of the movie, Aaron, the detective, is like floating in the pool, and he gets a call for a new case, and he looks in the camera and winks. Wow! And that was the end of my movie. Wow! So this was like you know that was like my freshman. I year want of you to like produce some of those scripts that you showed me. Yeah, like those super dark. Yeah, like messed up scripts. I, I have well, those I wrote those as short stories, but they can, those, those short stories. Yeah, but, but turn those into scripts. Yeah, because that was for your creative writing, for creative writing class. Yeah, and it, again, there was four years in between when I wrote Blue, you know, Glue the movie. And you want to know? Okay, so but was that another one where people were writing like super cheesy, like? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I mean, then, not, there was a couple people. You who were wrote doing one like stuff. it was like this, like it was basically like a Coen Brothers. Yeah, like yeah. it was really dark. Yeah, that was well, like the serial killer. Yeah, like, the midget serial killer yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, and um, then like just a really depressing one. Whether she tries to like kill herself yeah. and the deer like saves her or something. Well, there was that one, and there was the dude with the waitress. Oh yeah, the homeless guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, so that's the stuff I was turning in. Then a lot of them were like. Like, oh, I prayed for this to happen, and blah, blah, blah. And it just, to me, like, good storytelling shouldn't need to have, like, a... You know, if you have a message you want to get across, it should be in a story. Mario just brought it. up the big picture. That is a great documentary. I mean, mockumentary. I Kevin Bacon. You haven't seen it? No. I could have sworn... No, you showed me and God spoke. Yeah. Um, this one, it's like a parody of, like... It's not a mockumentary. It's just like I guess it's not a mockumentary. It's a it's just about a guy trying to make it in Hollywood. Okay. It's really it just really makes fun of huh. the whole process. Okay, so last thing on this and then I'll move on, but the blue glue one where he's mm-hmm. murdering everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so when they die like the blue like spills out of their mouth. Right? Yeah. I think I have seen this. The reason that I wrote that cuz I was like I had to write a script for my screenwriting thing, you know, and in my desk, I had this, like, bottle of blue glue that I had gotten, like, from, like, a, I don't know, uh, one of those back-to-school pouch things that they gave oh, us. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, blue glue. I guess I'll write a story about that. Wow. Yep. That was your big that, that inspiration. That was my big inspiration for that one. Wow. 
So, All right, yeah. so going back to the letter. Back to Denver's letter. And I recommend the Goldbergs. They touch on everything from your childhood. Garbage Pail Kids, the Goonies, Nintendo Power Glove, and Fireball Island. I do agree. Every time I have watched it, I'm like, this is really great. That's the one and Jeff... Um, yeah. Uh, Jeff, Garland, Jeff Garland and um, what's her face from Reno Nine One One? She's really she's the mom. Oh, okay. The blonde lady. She was also in that real estate movie, yeah. which was actually which was really also good. really yeah. good. Another good um, little mockumentary. Oh my gosh! Now I'm thinking about that. That was really funny. What was that one called? Listed or yeah, something like that. Delisted or no, but that's no. not what that is. That's not right. But anyway, it was good. Real estate mockumentary. Yeah, it was really funny, but. So I, I mean, I agree, and also like they go legit. The dinosaur Dracula actually, he wrote a whole thing about the toys in the Goldbergs, and then Evan Goldberg like replied to like like comments. It was like, yeah, those are I brought in a lot of that stuff, or like he huh. told like those are my toys, like, and how he makes sure it's like completely That's accurate. Cool. So like it's very attention to detail. It's not is it a laugh track thing? Are we talking about? I don't remember. I don't think so. I hope not. Because it's like the because Pat it's like the Wonder Years, but it's an '80s family. And Pat Oswalt, it's like the Daniel Stern. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, it's like it is basically. The, I mean, as I described it originally, it's like the Wonder Years, but for us. Right. I just I watched an episode and I was like, I thought there was parts of it that I thought were really cheesy. Some of it was like so on point, but then like there was this whole part with like the grandpa was trying to get into like ask out this girl and it's like typical dirty grandpa i'm like i have seen this a million times but like it's still like there's enough funny part and jeff garland's really funny i love jeff He's, garland he i just listened and i guess i didn't just but like on wtf they were talking, he was talking about it and how like he had to because he's always in his boxers, like that's kind of the running thing. <laughs> and how there have been times where they've had to edit it because the censors said there was too much showing down there. <laughs> and he's like, My dad walked around, everybody's dad. This is everybody's dad. Right. Like, that's us going back to freezing geeks. That's what my other one of my other favorite scenes is with Lindsay and um and and uh and and uh, Sam Sam are having like a very serious they're like do you think mom and dad like dad would ever cheat on mom and right as they said that he walks in with like his underwear and like his suspenders yeah. on and they just start laughing at each other like right. we are total idiots <laughs> like he's yeah. like what's so funny <laughs> and like, and and like yeah because it's like no of course not <laughs> yeah. everybody's dad walked around in underwear alright so Mark Bolton writes hey brendo maniacs mark bolton here loving episode number 182 you guys discussed the blair witch project i saw it in the theater in edmonton canada wow edmonton wow that's cool then stayed the night in an unfamiliar house (laughs) i kept worrying that a blair witch would come get me (laughs) phil which issue of Cable did you sell for $20? It was actually an issue of New Mutants. Yeah. And, it's the and it was the first appearance, appearance of, cable. of Cable. And it's the original issue, so it had the red background. Because the there is a reprint. Reissue, yes. There was like a second printing. That's uh, So I'm curious. Give me your uh, thoughts on that. Did I do good? Should I have kept it? Well, in- it wasn't in like perfect condition. No, but it was in good shape. And if you had got it graded, but then you have to... You know, yeah, who knows. So I'm curious, though, since Mark knows way more about it, tell us what you think. Yeah. Okay, this is interesting. Brendo, when you install people's computer stuff for your job, you should have a little candy bowl on your cart or whatever. Then you'll be known as the candy guy, and everyone will like you more. 
like you even more. This reminds me of that episode of How I Met Your Mother where like where like Barney had was trying to get when he was trying to get Marshall to be a guy because there was like fantasy football guy, right, food right. guy. There was mas- he's like you don't want to be massage guy because he was <laughs> right, like, walking up. And yeah, yeah. And yeah. so like I guess I could. I, that is a good guy. idea. I have like a little bowl of candy, but I'm just afraid I would just sit there and eat it all. <laughs> Where's the candy? Uh, uh, I'm out. Or like the lemonade stand where like yeah. you keep giving out all the free stuff and realize like people are just coming to get the free stuff. But I mean, like if I because I bring my cart and like it's like hey while you're waiting for your computer have some candy. Like but I you might know. also get like a Kevin from the office who comes up and just eats it all. <laughs> oh, candy guy. Oh, oh, it's free, right? Oh. <laughs> um, That's a good idea, though. That is a good idea, so thank guy. you. On to the pen pal segment. So here oh, yes, we go. Pen pal. Dear Craig from the Res, thank you for responding to my pen pal request. My absolute favorite color is green. My phone case is a great shamrock green color that my boss always comments on for some reason. <laughs> And my wedding ring is made from a special type of wood that's naturally a bright green color. Wow, Mark Whoa, really cool. loves green. But also like a wooden, a wooden wedding ring. There you go. I do not own any dogs. Oh, yeah, because they were asking about oh, right, the pets. Right, but the pet preference. I am more of a cat person. I have two cats named Ripley and Newt. Nice. The alien movies are very important in our households. <laughs> do you have dogs? And what's your favorite color? Also, what are your top three favorite comedy movies? It's good. It's good. It's good. I like this. Conversation I like this rolling. dialogue that we're all privy to. It's good. We need some other participants. I love it, though. So if people want to participate, pick your regular and ask them a question. Ask your regular pen pal question. And then you can start it, get it going. Well, Brendo, I think it's time for me to go. Love the show. Hashtag let the cookies cool. Nice. Stop encouraging Phil. Hash, dude, I'm, I was working on the stickers today. You don't even have a Twitter account. You don't even know how hashtags sure work. Sure I do. Then you, that says everyone that that's a good thing that I made up there. Oh. You get, you get royalties? You got a hashtag, yeah. You got a hashtag. Wait, how do I cash in on those again? Like, when yeah, do I get You that? go to the hashtag store. <laughs> okay. And you tell them. Turn them a hashtag I am hashtag let the cookies cool. I have 50 hashtags. Yeah. Can I please get my money? Get my money. Okay. Yes, that's exactly how it works. Paid for ha- hashtag payment.com? Yes. Okay. Um, Mario writes up, uh, he's got a few here. Previous letter. See, this is, I actually love this. Okay. I mean, see, Referring thought, to his previous Mario letter. has thought about this. Okay. Because um, we were talking about the JFK right, thing and what you, we would how do. Would you stop it. So he says. Save JFK by burning down the book depository and light a large delivery truck with the bed full of old tires on fire directly under the train overpass. See, he's studied the area. Okay, okay. Closing and diverting traffic from the Daily Plaza area. So eliminating a second shooter giant... Giant diversion, like giant distraction. So they're also at that point not going to be having it yeah. uncovered anyway. Yeah, it would just cause so, and then yeah. and that would be a relatively you. That's doable. Yeah. Set the building on fire. So you could do that. Just start sure. some fires yeah. and not get caught. And not yeah. That's but all it's the sixties. They're not paying attention. Yeah, people lit stuff on just, fire. They burn their trash in yeah. the backyard. So you just burn burn some tires. Yeah, no big deal. No problem. You just all, right. all those tire trucks. You just find all those bed of those old tires. They're probably yeah. it's the sixties. They're just sitting around. It's Texas. Sixties. Yeah. You can do anything you want. Burn some tires. Mario's asking in the chat: Is Brax up to date? Stop making stickers. Vacation over. 
Brax is up to I date as of Friday. Friday. Yep, yep. So there's a new one up there. You can find out for yourself. Braxcoms.com. Yep, it's good. Number two. This is also interesting because this actually, once I read it, led me down a whole rabbit hole. Okay. Because I think Mario is onto something with this. Okay. After I did some research. You were talking about this last week a little bit. OJ conspiracy theory. Kardashian's lawyer father was part of the defense team. So he wouldn't have to testify against OJ because he might be called in as a character witness. Interesting. Because the client lawyer privilege, like, you don't have to test it. Like, that kept him out of that um, witness stand. And here's the other thing. The more I read, if anybody helped, because OJ had to have had help. Covering this up. Okay. And there was a huge amount of t- unaccounted for time between when, you know, when we saw between murders and that Bronco. Right. There's a pretty huge amount of time. Enough time to get rid of evidence and do other things. And it seems very likely because they were good friends. You're OJ. Who are you going to call in this instance? You're going to call your lawyer friend. Right. Who did not go to the cops. And so now, I mean, honestly, a lot of reports that I read going off of factual evidence, Kardashian's kind of implicit in this whole huh. freaking thing. So it's even worse. Wow. Like, he may have helped OJ. How like, deep was this rabbit hole? Pretty darn deep. <laughs> um, I I mean, I'm, I'm fairly certain that Kardashian... Had and also, like, he wasn't he didn't do big criminal things. Like, it also was weird that he was the more I looked into it, like, he didn't do hardly any. It was mostly Dershowitz and that other guy, and however that guy's why was he on the team? Like, why was he even on the team? It makes it all makes sense, man. It all ties together. It's a good theory. It's a good theory. Good job, Mario. Got some good conspiracies going on. Number three, and I also agree with this because I th- I remember going to the theater to see this, and then we actually left and watched another movie. <laughs> Dangerous Minds was a very boring snore, which I agree because, again, we left, watched another movie. We snuck into it because I think it was rated R, and then we snuck back out of it. <laughs> now, what I remember, and I, it's been a long time since I saw it, but I just remember being, it was one of those ones where you get mad at the actions of the main actor, like... <laughs> Because Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, she's working in the inner city. And I remember she, like, goes... Not a very good teacher. She goes out in the middle of the night to, like, go the help kid's house to his house, which is totally inappropriate. That's, and then, like... Isn't that, like, borderline illegal? Well, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's highly inadvisable, if nothing else. And then she gets killed while she's, like, walking around in the dark or something. She doesn't. Somebody does. A student does. I just remember she did a lot of things like that where you're like, that's a horrible idea. Why... She definitely was not... There's other ones, like... Like stand and deliver, where you feel like okay, he was a you know an inspirational. Whether or not the movie yeah. was that exciting, you know, you get why. He's a, and also, he's a good teacher, and he's a real person. Right. This was like teacher, a made up person, and, he was and he's doing things that teachers would never do. Right, exactly. <laughs> Probably how like cops feel like watching movies about cops. Like, yeah. oh, that's not how it goes. Like having well, it was like a teacher. Like again, that's as I told this is. story earlier, it's like watching Hunt for Red October with your <laughs> dad and uncle who are both in the Navy, right. and your uncle especially who was on a submarine for three years. <laughs> Saying they did that wrong. Just being like, this is wrong. Nope, nope, nope. The way they're doing this, it would not make that noise. It would make this noise. Oh, that's not what that looks like. (laughs) And I'm just, I was, I immediately was like, I'm out. (laughs) Nine-year-old Brendo, not having it. 
and all the time. That movie was so boring, you guys. For a night, but then you watch it later. So great. It's amazing. But nine year old. Nope. 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 Well, you know what isn't nope? What is, what is yes? Yep. What is yes? Stitcher is absolutely yes. Yes, it is. That is true. Coolio did cash that check, even for though what? he was super oh, against Weird Al. Not Snoop Dogg. He did not get paid for dang- for Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> I'm glad that you learned. I learned that, that now. And learning is growing. Well, you can also learn a lot by listening to Stitcher yeah. and all kinds of podcasts on Stitcher, That's right. and it's free. Go to RadioBrendo.com if you haven't. If you don't have a Stitcher account yet, sign up. Click that link. Use the code BrendoMan. If you haven't signed up, I, don't, I still don't even know if they're still using the codes, well, but whatever. <laughs> That's all right. It's still cool. But still, but listen, a good way to listen subscribe to, it. to our show. Subscribe to all the Benview Network shows. Thumbs up. Review. Comment. It's cool. It's nice so, of you. You can listen. I listen on my, you know, I'll listen on my phone, and then I come home. I listen to my browser. Picks right back up where I left yep. off. No downloading. No extra software. You mean you got the app on your phone? It's free. And then on the web, it's just go to go to Stitcher.com, sign in with your Facebook account, or you can create your own account on there if you don't like tying things to Facebook. But I like having it's all like having one all thing. I don't care. Someone hacks it. Whatever. They're gonna get into your whatever. I you <laughs> see. I use two factor authentication on my Facebook account so that people can't do that. Okay. Anything that if if there's an option for two factor, I use it because that will stop like my PayPal, my Google. What is two-factor? Should I know about this? You should be using it because basically once you put in your password, which people can get that, then it asks you for a code, which is usually for Google, there's actually an app and it generates a code on your, like on your, and then then you type in that code and then it logs you in. So if somebody gets your password, they still can't get in because they don't have that code. Huh. So that's why it's two-factor. So I should do Same thing with PayPal. I let me tell you, out of all this, I know people have keep getting their email hacked, and I'm like, turn on two factor because I have never because I've had my email hacked, I've had my PayPal hacked, but since I've turned on two factor, no, I have hmm. not because with with PayPal you can you can get I think they actually will give you like a token thing like it's a little thing that generates code or it'll just send you a text message huh. with your code so then you can put it okay and then you put the code in um, Facebook same thing it sends me a text message. Um, Interesting. Just because I don't want people... I don't like... Anytime there's a hack and you got to change your password, I don't have to because i got two-factor. They can put in my password all they want. <laughs> They're not getting in. They don't have the code. They don't have the code. And it's it's nearly impossible to spoof the code because of the way it works. Hmm. RSA keys and such. So, yeah. All right. So, that's Stitcher. Be sure to listen to all the Benview Network podcasts. Go to BenviewNetwork.com. Listen to all those podcasts. Benson's Boombox, Benview on Spielberg, Comic Nerdy Night, Dinner Party Small Talk, Extra Damage, which that's going to be big right now because Josh and He's at PAX, PAX right now, yeah. I think, he, I think <clears throat> it's over a little bit. Well, yeah. but Talking about PAX. You want to get all of us to PAX. Lots of stuff going on. Shovel Knight Amiibos. Yeah. Crazy. All kinds of stuff. More stuff that I... Flagons and on. Dragons. Friday Night Film Fights. Grissom on the Run. Matt and Brendo's Wrestling Show, Midnight Marinara, Nerd's Eye View, Pick Your Path, the Choose Your Own Adventure podcast, Picture Start, Pillage Cast, Popsicles, Shut Up Leonard, and Star Wars Nerds Unite. 
check Please. out all those shows. And while you're checking out all the shows, maybe it'll inspire you to start your own podcast. Maybe you need a web host. Maybe you want to have your um, pen pal website. Maybe you want to have a blog about Marmaduke. You could. Marmaduke without Marmaduke? Yeah, that's I think that's a million dollar idea. There it is, right there. Because that Garfield or that Garfield guy, like yeah, I think he did pretty well for himself. Right. So there you go. We gave you an idea to start your website. When you want to start that website, go to dreamhost.com. Maybe we should start Marmaduke with Garfield. Marmaduke with Garfield? Yeah. That'd just like be double like, oh, I, got, I love lasagna. Oh, I'm hungry all the time. I'm going to eat all that. I act like a person. Oh. Hey, Good. they're the same. Yeah, except Marmaduke's like hyper. It's true. And Garfield is laid back. Is Odie Marmaduke? Odie is the Marmaduke. Who's the Garfield then? There's no Garfield. I don't think I don't think Marmaduke thought that far through. <laughs> what if instead of Odie, it was Marmaduke? This is all good material for someone's website that's hosted on DreamHost. DreamHost.com. Use the promo code Radio Brendo Man at checkout. On your order, you will save fifty dollars. That's not percent. That's not because you know you may, you might you might spend ten dollars to get fifty percent off. That's five bucks. Yeah. We are giving you fifty dollars off a lot of dollars. your order if you save promo code Radio Brendo Man. Use it at the checkout. You'll also get a free domain. Let's say because DreamHost already has an existing special. If you sign up for one year of hosting, you get a free domain. Well, if you use our code Radio Brendo Man, not only will you save fifty dollars, you'll get an additional free domain registration. So you'll be checking out with two free domain names. That's a fantastic. That's how deal. you start your web empire, everybody. Yep. That's how you do it. Marmaduke without Marmaduke and, and once, Marmaduke with Garfield. Once you're once you're living in that web empire with all that fat web empire money, <laughs> you can spend it on an Amazon Prime subscription. Which let's say even though you got that money, but you're not still not quite sure because you're like, I only have a medium sized web empire, yeah. still not quite rolling a note. Can I try out this Amazon Prime that I've been hearing about so much? Well, yes, now you can. You get a 30-day free trial, Amazon Prime. Go to RadioBrendo.com, click that Amazon Prime link. Get a lot of good music. I've actually been using the yeah. Amazon Prime music a lot because they did a little thing where if you used it and tried it out, they give you $4 credit yeah. towards their digital store. So I did it, and I got my $4 credit, and then I bought more stuff with it. I was listening to all the Mortal Kombat soundtracks the Thanks. other day because there was that really awesome like oral history of the movie, and then it reminded uh, me about how much... I used to love those soundtracks. Like I had the they, the one that they don't have on Amazon Prime Music. Although you can order, I almost ordered the CD because uh-huh. it's like a dollar, and I finally figured out what's wrong with my CD-ROM drive, so I got that working. Okay, it was like a quick little driver setting. Huh. All I would have had to do was Google it, and because it, <laughs> it's been busted for like seriously like years. Like I haven't. I'm just like I guess I won't even need to get CDs anymore. anymore. Okay, uh, but now I can't see. I got my little stack. I got to listen. Thanks. I got to go through those. I haven't done it yet. But uh, so anyway, so um, but the one that I wanted is the actual the arcade game soundtrack that they oh, okay. made like before the movies. It's actually where that Mortal Kombat song came from. Huh. You they actually that the, the originally the only way you could get it it ended up being released in record stores, which is where I actually bought my copy at Lose Records. Okay, back when I was in high school, fourteen year old Brendo went to Lose <laughs> Records and bought this. Bought Mortal Kombat, but. But you, the original way you would get it was it was actually during the um, what do they call that the uh, the when they try to get you to come play the mode. There's a specific name for it, like the advertising mode. 
they try and get you to play the game. Anyways, oh, okay. I know there's like an insider term okay. for it, but in that mode, there was a screen that said like, get the soundtrack. You had to like, it's like send $10 to this address. And that's how you got it. And then that's how you got it. And it was by this techno group called the Immortals. And again, this is really cool because this was like, this is at the time, this was like 1994, 1993, 94. Um, this was a kind of a new thing. And they, it was like a concept album where each character had their own song. Huh. And it wasn't just like, Raiden's really cool, Sub-Zero. It was like a song <laughs> that like, kind of, like, so for instance, the first song, it was called Prepare Yourself. And it was Johnny Cage's song. And it was like about like an act. It was like it was like a dude introducing the actor Johnny Cage. Like, please welcome to the stage. Mr. He's cool. He's hip. He's Hollywood's oddest actor. Mr. Johnny Cage. And like and it was this kind of like I remember Mike used to use it as the edge intro because it was like, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. And it was just this like You've techno, that for yeah. Ding 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 ding. Ding 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 ding. And it was like super techno. And then I remember there was this big part where because everybody would yell it out to start our like thing, where it was like Johnny Cage is not afraid to die. And like it was like <laughs> this big. It was a big fun. And then the last song. So it was each character. Even Goro. Goro had his own song. Huh. Um, and uh, and I remember the Sub Zero song. I really liked the the Scorpion song. It was called Lost Soul Bent on Revenge. And there was like this really high bar. was going Lost Soul Bent on Revenge. And like I don't know, <laughs> it was just pretty cool. And then there was Sub Zero, and it was like kind of a more slower song because it was like Sub Zero with your heart so cold. And like I, it doesn't sound as cool when I'm saying it's pretty cheesy. No, no, I just um, imagine like a. Um, a TV advertisement yeah. that Brindo sings Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Sub-Zero. Did you get to the Josh Groban sings I still Tim and his no. little brother? I'm like oh. so close. I'm almost done the season four. When you hear Josh Groban sing Bang Bang Cops and Robbers. <laughs> bang Bang Put them in Jail. Oh, But anyway, so... You should record Brindo Man Sings... <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so each character had a song, and then the last song was the Mortal Kombat song with the Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Like that's where that oh, comes that from. Was this album that originally only sold with the game? Huh. And I sound like Opera Guy from Running Man. <laughs> I take that as a compliment. Um, but yeah, so they they each character had a song. I loved it. And then when the movie came out, the only song that they used was the Mortal the Kombat Mortal song, Kombat. and they made a special remix on the movie soundtrack. And then they came out with an additional moral, like because that one did so well. Then they right. came out with a second album, and then they came out with the. the then they got kind of crazy because then there was a Mortal Kombat Annihilation album where they kind of mixed in some like hardcore and metal along in there, right? And like because again, it was the late nineties, early right. like two thousand. That was happening. So then. like it was very. So like, but yeah, it's like the Mike has all did, of them. like way more business than the oh, movie yeah. itself. Like, yeah. Cause that song, everybody knew that song. Yeah. Well, then they used it for like the. Cause I, I mean, everybody remembers the Mortal Monday commercials. Cause it was like all the people running through the streets. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Like everybody of that. <laughs> it was like the, I remember the, the that and like the Mario commercial were like the biggest. Mario. Yeah. yeah. And like the Sonic commercial. Those were like the three video game commercials that every kid from that era remembers. Cause oh, they yeah. were like those were the huge ones. The like Sega like that. Like yeah. Like the first one of that. 
and then the Mario commercial and that Mortal Kombat commercial. Like I remember Sega specifically was like the euphemism in like our youth group for like any cuss word. <laughs> Sega! Like that was just our, you know, for a long time during that period. That reminds me of the Bob Sega guy. Have you Bob. seen the one where the guy's, it was a viral thing where instead of, he's like, Bob Sega. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Anyways. So that's Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, yes. More combat. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, but you know, if you already have Amazon Prime, or you or just, if you're just like, just want to, I'm not an internet mogul, Phil. I yeah. I, I don't have that Amazon Prime money. But you're gonna buy something. But I'm gonna Amazon. buy something Amazon. You're gonna buy a screwdriver to help your day. I don't. Everybody does. It's cheaper. Yeah. Just so. stuff is. The for instance, <laughs> I went because I was killing time in Reseda. Okay. Because it's a long day living in Reseda. There's a freeway going through the yard. Is this a song? Free Falling. Oh. Tom Petty? Yeah, I mean, I know, but I, didn't, I wouldn't have been able to call it. All the vampires moving through the valley <laughs> move west down Ventura Boulevard. Oh, man. You're the wrong person. <laughs> Sorry. Don't even so, know Free Falling? So, I mean, I know this chorus. All right. I wouldn't have known the lyrics of the... Anyway, if you want to help us out... Well, anyway, so I was... That's oh, what yeah, I was saying. Right. So I was in Reseda, went to the... Killing some time before it was time to line up right. in the 99-degree heat. <laughs> and so I went to the mall. And and the, I, halfway through, I'm like in the mall, I'm like, this is... Like, why am I here? I guess because it was cool. But like as far as shopping, because I got to the point... I actually made it to pay less shoe swords, and I was holding a shoe... And I'm looking at it, and I, I tried it on. I'm like, I kind of want this shoe because I need new shoes. But then I'm like, I'm not going to buy this because, like, I know I can get this cheaper online. Absolutely. I don't even have to look. Yeah. So then I just put it back, and I left. Yeah. And that was everything because I, I went – was, I forgot where else I was in the mall. Another where I'm like, like, I think I even scanned something on Amazon. I'm like, oh, cheaper. And then I'm like, why is this mall here? <laughs> Why is this? What is, is it? Because we're in the valley and everybody needs some place to go. Yeah, it's, well, it's air conditioned. You got a and food like, court. I guess like you just you're bored. What are you gonna do? Well, I love um, watching people in stores now when they're like trying to like the sneaky scan the stuff on the slide. Everyone's like, hey, you know what everyone's doing? Because people were doing it at um, well, at, the at the convention, yeah. and we're like, it's okay, yeah, dude. Just check it. Just I, check. I checked them too. What do you think price? we yeah. did? Like. There's oh, like no one's well, gonna know that you're glancing down. Like, like somebody, well, the first person that came up actually asked, "Is it okay if I check it?" We're like, "Sure, yeah, of course, go, go ahead, go for it." Because if it is cheaper, then all then we'll we'll talk. Yeah. But like, I'm pretty sure all that you're gonna find, I know what you're gonna find. Because I, what do you think I did? Yeah, like, that's how we priced it. Get out of here! You just Amazon price check. You're not allowed to buy. Not a no price shopping. check. But like I don't know, I, it seemed more of a because it was mostly people sitting around, walking around, eating. Yeah. But like shopping, it's kind of a hangout. I yeah. guess. But like, like everybody I saw buying something, I almost want to be like, you, you know, you can get that yeah, like, like, way cheaper. Like I guess you want it I, now. I guess clothes. Maybe people like the idea of trying yeah. them on. I just I don't know. I started looking at clothes, and then just the idea of like. I don't know. I'm just like, nah. Yeah. I'll, I, I know my size. I'm just going to go on it. And, like, you can return stuff. Zappos, free two-way shipping. Yeah. If you don't. So I'm like, I, I'd rather save that. For me, just the act of being in there looking. Because I'm like, I could be doing something. I could be doing anything, <laughs> anything else. besides looking at yeah. these overpriced jeans. Because, again, like, then, like, because don't even get me started on the big and tall <laughs> stores. 
Yeah. Which there, I hope they're going away because online, like, it's, everything's cheaper. Yeah. No more fat tax. Because that's the worst. Down with the fat tax. And then, tax. like, but then the other thing, so, like, the other thing that drove me crazy was I was at this, so I was at the, and also Sears, like, doesn't have a big and tall section anymore. Macy's no big and tall. Huh. J.C. Penny is the only place that even has a big and tall section, and already it's like you're like, oh, it's kind of slumming it here. <laughs> and J.C. Penny, and then, um, and then I go there, and like, so they got a bunch of shirts on sale at the big and tall section. You want to know why these shirts are on sale, Phil? <laughs> and you will know right away when I say this because they're horizontal stripes. Oh yeah. You don't wear hor- no fat no. dudes wearing no. horizontal stripes. No you might as well be wearing a giant shirt that says I'm so fat right now. <laughs> Look at tent. my fat. It's a, it's a circus tent. You're you're a walking circus tent. Cuz I'm like vertical, baby. Yeah. If you're going to have stripes, yeah. they got to be gotta vertical. Be, yeah. I was looking to see cuz all mine are I do sometimes have like a, a maybe plaid. a maybe a plaid. You can get away with a plaid. Yeah, if the if the lines are skinny enough. Yeah, yeah. They can't be the big because these were like big fat Charlie yeah. Brown horizontal. I'm like, there's and a and there's a specific reason why Schultz put that horizontal yeah, stripe. Because look like it looks like a dope. <laughs> I remember Mike even had a Charlie Brown shirt and he called it his Charlie Brown shirt because you got to be like super skinny and in shape to pull that off to be cool, and that's not a good look. On so me. I'm like, no wonder these because it's like they're yeah. like eight dollars for like a nice polo, and I'm like, I'm not buying this. Yeah. I don't want your eight dollar <laughs> horizontal. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a, yeah. Okay, so on on Sunday we went to this is totally random, but we went to that like cupcake ice cream place over there. Oh. And, um, you know, could, we, we told the, the kids can. we were gonna get them a treat. Okay, there's a freaking like this is like the this is dangerous. This is, it's so because so when you it's, I guess it's in Calmesa technically, yeah. But Calmesa. there is a cupcake ice cream and candy store. Yeah, and they have all, like, all the good like old fashioned old fashioned sodas. Yeah, I got a new one that I've never tried before. It's like oh, an it's alien on. one and it's kumquat flavor. Mm. Did they have the Roddy Piper soda there? By the way, the bubblegum one. I've been looking I didn't for that. See it, but I didn't look that close. But they had like a sweatshirt there, and it was like this vintage soda-looking one. Like had vintage soda logos mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Janelle liked it. Like she was checking it out, and we looked at it, and it was a, it was a two X, and it was a hoodie, and it was zippy, and like all her favorite stuff. And I looked at the price, and it was fifteen bucks. And we're like, oh my gosh, like that's a really good price for a zippy hoodie, especially yeah for a two X. And so she like lifts it up like this to look at it, and it's like cut off like halfway. It's like one of those like show off your belly ones. And we're like, who's wearing a 2X and showing off their belly? There's a reason that's $15. No they fat make is going belly gonna... hoodies? Apparently so. It was like, like it would have come that's... up to like here. Janelle said like girls, like skinny girls, like layer stuff, you know? Oh, like okay. That. Except this is a 2X. If you're wearing a 2X, you don't, that, that doesn't work. Mm. You don't have the belly hanging out and then wear another Mm-mm. thing under it. So we didn't get it, needless to say. Mm. Sometimes though, I don't know. So if you uh, have felt all those things about buying things in person, you should buy it on Amazon yeah. and help us out. I just knocked the mic real bad. <laughs> so sorry about that. But uh, go to our website, That's where sometimes I'm like, is this pop screen even worth it? Because I always knock punch it. it. But at least you're punching that. But then I'm not getting my, you're not hearing all my plosives. <laughs> um, go to RadioBrando.com. Yeah. Click the Amazon link or the button. And we will read off what you guys buy anonymously, of course. Let's see what people bought this week. We got Extra Season 2 on Amazon Instant Video. Was nice. that you? Well, that's... Because <laughs> I know you said it, you were watching it. might it. have been. 
I was not. Don't you own the DVDs? No, I, I don't think I. I think I. I think it was during the blockbuster era. Okay. I think I blockbuster. I watched them on DVD. I know. I definitely blockbuster. Man, that blockbuster. That was like the one time that blockbuster was like relevant. Yeah. Because yeah. I watched so much. And for a little well, I while, think I we thought were, they were going to beat Netflix. Well, I think they weren't making any money. Yeah. At all. They were beating them in numbers, but, but like, not in money. But like. I feel like that was putting their rental because all the only time I never spent money at the rental yeah, I just store. Went there to trade them trade in, them in. Stuff. and they were always like, "That's why they were like, buy a pickle, buy this, buy yeah. that." Like nope. that's why Benson was sh- like shoveling pickles in people's because yeah. because we were just using it as a like you would you could you would take your mail in movies and you could exchange it for a rental movie, yeah. and then you just kept doing that and. I never spent a dime there, but I had a membership and I had I always had my max out. Yeah. So there was no way that was profitable. No, absolutely not. Not we, to mention the people that did want to spend money on rentals, all the good stuff was gone because right, we took it. We took it all. Because I remember you couldn't get like new releases, like new new releases. There was like a tier, but TV was open. I remember that's how I got a ton. I just went straight to the TV yep. section. And I'm pretty sure that's how I watched extras. Yeah, I think that's how I did too. Yeah. Yeah. So. I know that's how I watch most of Battlestar Galactica and The Wire and like I guess every because they had a, they had a very had a big really TV, TV section in a time when you couldn't and that TV. was and then because then it was always is more convenient because with the mail-ins if you got like a bad disc or you had to get multiple discs it's yeah. always a pain in the butt so I would get like movies and then trade and then you when I trade in, in the store. get the TV in the store we had like a perfect system yep. for it was, it was for like a year. For a while. Not even a year. Yeah. It was great. Fun while last. And, like, as soon as you checked in your mail-in movie, they immediately sent you another mail-in movie. So you didn't have to wait for the shipping time. But then Netflix started doing their distribution centers... So, so you were it even it just faster so anyway. it became kind of there wasn't well, even. Remember, Blockbuster had their whole like wait a, time. Like if you get this one, you're gonna have to wait this many weeks yeah. or whatever. So it because their DVD, crazy. their mail sec, their mail order DVD section was horrible yeah. compared to Netflix. They had some really cool random stuff. Yeah, but like I remember it, just picking thing and I'm like if I don't like it I'll just take it and get another movie. Right. So like I would just get whatever. Yeah. At certain point, I wasn't even really like ah. I remember the entire time we had it at the top of my list because you could like rank. Yeah. And at the top of my list, the number one thing was always this movie called Rat Fink and Boo Boo, and it was like this superhero movie made by the Rat Pack like yeah, back yeah, in the sixties. Yeah. And it never came. I never got that one. But I'm like, I want to see that. I remember I had some like super random because they had some super random stuff. There was like I remember having some really random kung fu movies that I ended up getting on there. But like there were certain ones that sat there forever. Oh, that cue. That was ridiculous. Man, that was a time, right? Yep. All right, well, we also got Mad Max, Fury Road, Blu-ray. Nice. Phil, you have to watch that. I heard I heard good things. So good. Um, we got Bissell, Clean View, Upright, Vacuum. Bissells are good. Yeah, that's it's my... good brand. Yeah, my parents have always supported Bissell. Um, Kindle eBooks. we got Brian Lynch's Monster Motors, which I highly recommend. This is the... This is the deluxe edition. It comes with a bunch of special features. That's like the collected it has one, right? the collected one. So it's got the um, it's got the one shot plus the cursor. It's got everything. Plus it has like some exclusive content. It's only one ninety nine on Kindle. 
Such a deal. It's a deal. I mean, you can also buy it in paperback, which we also recommend. Fourteen twenty-one. That's the deal. Because again, this is a collected edition. It's got all the Monster Mode stuff plus exclusive. It's got these dossiers on all the characters. Oh, sorry. The yeah. So that's what he's. That's it's really cool. I thought he said something else in here, but yeah. So that's Brian Lynch. It's our friend Brian Lynch, and very highly rated there. Super awesome, and uh, grown worthy puns. Seen oh. Groanworthy puns seems to run low on gas. <laughs> wow. That's that's pretty funny. Wow. So there you go. So there you go. Look at <laughs> what? The first review is by Brian Lynch. This book <laughs> is the greatest book. Like, wow, I am blown away. I don't even know these guys. Seriously, I'm not lying. But I am blown away by this book. Again, no relation to the handsome creators of this book. <laughs> by Brian, Brian M. Lynch. Lynch. <laughs> Verified purchase. Though. If you bought it, he gets the same. Yeah. yeah. So there's the Curse of Minnie Van Helsing, which was two issues, and that's collected. That's collected. Plus the one, one shot. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. It's everything that exists. 104 pages. It's fantastic. Yes. I read it on my Nook. Nice. So we got that. And we got Factory Entertainment Back to the Future. This looks really cool. A tin tote bag? It's actually a freaking lunchbox. I don't know why they call it a, a tin, tin tote, tote bag. bag. That's a lunchbox. That is a lunchbox. Oh, that's cool. Tin tote bag. It's, it's the like, sci-fi it's the movie. sci-fi movie yes. with Marty. That's so cool. So the Marty and like, the radioactive like, yeah. suit. And then on the back, it's the Back to the Future. Nice. On the side, it's the out-of-time out of license plate. And this is just a weird description because it says very rare and highly prized by collectors. 1650 Prime. <laughs> like, no. No, it's not. Like, maybe... I could see down the road. Yeah, but you There's can't... only seven left in stock, you guys. Yeah, that that's still, that doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense. Tin, Tin tote, tote bag. bag. What? I'm... It looks awesome. Who, Who ever this, called a lunchbox a tin tote bag? Guaranteed to protect your lunch up to 80 miles Look at this miles Jaws one. Look at all this Back to the Future stuff. Oh my gosh. That's future Dilf. Future Milf. Why would you wear that? Oh gosh. What is wrong with people? Did you see it? It said guaranteed to protect your lunch up to 88 yep. miles per hour. What's one, the one star. star? Some parts are dented. Uh oh. Well, that's not a review. Why, when, why do people do that? Yeah, that's you complain to Amazon about right. that. You get your money back. Because they ask one. you. like They give you the packaging review and yeah. stuff. You don't review the product based on that. Dumb. Dumb. Love this lunchbox. The picture is detailed. Shipped in great condition. And I'm, overall, I'm really happy with it. Well, at least they reviewed the item, too. The BTTF fan in my life loves it. It does look awesome. Yeah, it does. You can also get that hat. But as Derek said, Derek's complaint about this hat, because he bought one, the material is not breathable at all. It's like sweat And, like, head. your head, like, just is on fire. <laughs> I so, can see that. Like, he's, I've never seen him wear it outside of, I think, the Halloween <laughs> costume and, like, one other time. It was, so that's something to be aware of. Um, we got MP3 downloads, Tuxedo's EP. Oh, that's, um, that's Cold War Kids. Dude, their new song is getting crazy airplay. Like the big single from that last album, like tons of airplay. I hear it on K Rock at least once a day. Huh. At least. Good for them. Yeah. Good for Matt. Good for them. Good you're for gonna, them. You need to have. You get some Cold War kids on the show. Seriously, it's not like we. It's not like they weren't our best friend. 
Well, we won't talk about that. They, they, they're busy, but I bet we could right, find I'm some sure time. I'm sure we could find some time. It'd be good. Matt's online all the time. I'm sure we yeah. could get him to... What's he got going what's on? What's he got going on besides <laughs> touring around, playing music? Doing art. Whatever. He he has time to post all his goofy Instagrams <laughs> with his shirt off. Yeah. I'm going to talk to him about that. That's a shirtless thing. What's all, what's going on with that, man? It's not super on? new. I mean, it He's isn't super new. I mean, Janelle does have. There's multiple pictures in <laughs> Janelle's scrapbook of shirtless Matt. Yeah, it is a pretty common Matt thing. Get to know that. Never got rid of that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, anyways, I just think it'd be cool. Because I want to. Also, I want to remind everybody. Radio Brendo Man was playing Cold War Kids in September of 2004, before they were even signed to a label. Yep. I'm, am I hipster enough? Old school. You were cool before it was cool. Cool before it was cool. But you can actually, because some of those tracks, like you can't find those. Because yeah. for a while you could get them on the website. So that EP. The, if that you want to listen, song? I love yeah. that wedding song. If you want to listen to some of them, you can listen to the old Radio Bandermans and like, like there's that one that's like, don't go. I forgot how it goes. Yeah, that song is amazing. Yeah, and it's only on like that random. And my EP. other favorite one is that it's on that. It's the way I got dressed. Yeah, this I love that. That's, that was when I listened to that and I knew I'm like, hey, yeah. hey, this is it. Like, this. Yep. <laughs> all right. Then we got this cool. Um, it's those reaction figures. Oh, nice. Marty McFly, with a little skateboard with the skateboard. Although, look at that likeness <laughs> there. They did not get the Michael J. Fox I, I likeness rights. He's wearing skinny pants. <laughs> it does say final license or approval. I wonder if they approved that. <laughs> Um, it did come out, so I guess it did. I guess so. Did it come out? Yeah. That's cool, though. Still. Still looks cool. Yeah. I mean, it kind of harkens back to some of those toys. His face looks more like Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, (laughs) than, uh, than, (laughs) 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 but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, if you could look back at those old Star Wars figures, that didn't look like Harrison Ford or Mark Hamill. All right, this one I looked at already, this Funko Vinyl Idols. Dr. Emmett Brown, actually. So this. Funko's doing these ones, too. It's more of a cartoony, but it looks pretty awesome. Oh, that's cool. He's got, like, the bug eyes. and it almost looks like... Is it from, like, the video game? It's all... Uh, in my, in, it kind of... It almost looks it's like that. It's towards that direction. So they got Ghostbusters ones. Oh, nice. And there is a Marty one. And... Oh, those are... Oh, my gosh. I need to get away. <laughs> get away. I already pre-ordered the stupid freaking... Special the edition because yeah. it's got the it's got the flux capacitor and it has a cartoon and that cartoon has never been cartoon. released anyway. I'm sure you'll be like, yeah, hey, I'll, hey, Brennan, yeah Brennan, come over watch cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sweet. So that's that. Thanks for buying stuff, everyone, and supporting the show. We got to roll on. <laughs> yeah, we. Let's we'll do some rapid fire here. A Facebook group. Go to yep. our Facebook group. Go to RadioBrendo.com. You can find the links to our Facebook group and our subreddit. Yep. Lots, Lots of good, of good stuff. stuff. Tons of daily. If you want to see Phil's distraction videos of the day, go to the yep. Facebook group. There's plenty of stuff. Talking about other occupying. stuff. Lots of good stuff in there. Yeah. Lots of updates on things we talk about on the Lots show. Lots of like, news. Like, I've learned a lot of the news items from there yeah. before anywhere else. And then, for instance, um, they just announced, um, check it out with Dr. Steve Brule's getting a brand new yeah, season. Yeah, I saw that. So now i got to watch the rest because I haven't For health. It. Watch it, dingus. Man, you eat it. Eat an apple, dummy. <laughs> a sweet, sweet nectar. <laughs> For health. 
<laughs> Subreddit, we already talked about that. Kickstarter, so no, you we talked, about, talked that about that a little bit already, so we can. We we really need to find a time to record. We're gonna. Re- I know we keep saying that, and then we wind we're up doing this thing. Well, we need to do it on a Friday, yes. and then we could just because we could stay up super late on yeah. Friday. But um, I it's, you have to school, I have work, and yeah, and shows. Get up. We both went to shows this weekend. Yeah, so. Um, Long, Long Beach, Beach Comic Con, September twelfth and thirteenth. Be there. We are eleven thirty on the Sunday, on but Sunday. we'll be there the twelfth and the thirteenth. Yep. Checking it out. Go to Long Beach Comic. They've announced a ton of stuff. A lot of stuff. They now they announced all this space stuff that they're doing yeah, with NASA's NASA. Doing NASA's doing panels. I think it's going to be huge. It's going to be year. an epic. Chloe Bennett is from from uh, from Agents of Shield is there. Yeah. Um, John Barrowman, mm-hmm. um, Captain Jack from well, Doctor Who. They haven't put out the official schedule yet, but, but we know what our time where is. Ours is. But there's going to be tons. They but, said over. Yeah. A, I think Martha said over a hundred panels. Yeah, so it's it's going to be. I, I think it's it's going to be the it's, and it's, it's it's taking up more space this yeah. year. It's They're the biggest one. They're also fixing the entryway. Yeah, it's not going to be where you have to go all the way around like that one. Not know how to get in there. And you could, so Phil got to see firsthand why I had a breakdown yeah. that first year because I'm like, this is what happened. Right. This is where I was. Except this time we were like was, together, yeah. so we weren't freaking out. But like, was this where are we going? Um, also, during that weekend on the 12th. After Long Beach Comic Con, 7 p.m. at the Nerdmelt Theater, our friends Lizzie and Kat will be doing their first live episode of The Blaze at Nerdmelt. They're going to have special guest Christine Elise, um, who played Emily Valentine. They will be doing an episode about the ultimate Emily Valentine episode, Euphoria. You can still get tickets. There's a limited number left. 90210blaze.tumblr.com. Go there. Get your tickets. Join. I'll be there. Derek will be there. Janelle, Janelle will, be will be there. And Phil will be watching kids. That's right. Because he's a good guy. I'll, I'm sending you on. But um, we'll be there. But most importantly, Lizzie and Kat will be doing their show. And we'll be in the audience. And I'm super excited. I'm super pumped for that. And if you haven't listened to The Blaze yet, you should be listening to it. Even if you're not that into now to know. If you're not into now to know that all. They have really great guests. They're really funny. And... It's, you know, they're two very funny people, and they're awesome. So listen to that. Buy the tickets if you're in L.A. Also, you know, you, and again, like, Phil, you still need to come to Meltdown sometime. It's a great store. Yeah, definitely. They got a retro video game section now Mm -hmm. and all kinds of other cool stuff. I'll send Janelle and and, uh, do some recon. Yeah, you know. See if she wants to bring me back anything. All right, so you went to shows. Talked about that, so yeah. He's Bridgie and Night Tide. That's our friend Clark. So we talked about it very briefly, but I wanted to just give a quick rest in peace. Mr. Wes Craven died yesterday, and um, he did like like, so many great horror movies, and um, and and you know Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, Speaking of. Phil's college films. Serpent in the Rainbow. Do you remember the one that uh, that I was a part of that actually helped write and start in? Uh, we did a spoof of Scream called Shriek. Yes. Uh, again, so I was in like the horror movie at Viola, the murder mystery, the romantic comedy, and uh, I the con I wrote it. Well, I kind of came up with the concept, and then our friends actually wrote the script. 
after we saw Scream 2, mm-hmm. and uh, it was sort of a spoof of that and never thinking they were going to do Scream 3. Because Scream 3. 2 took place on a college campus. Right, and and so a lot of it was from that. And then some of the things that they wound up putting in there popped up in Scream 3. Well, Scream 3 like went to this extra like a, super meta right. level where so. they're making a movie and then the actors start dying. Right. And like there's that, yeah, so stuff. So anyway, but yeah. So that's a bummer. Parker Posey is by far the best part of Scream 3, by the way. That and um, Kevin and Jay's cameo. Because oh, wow. there's a ca- they play they play Jay and Silent Bob and um and they're on the studio, they're on the Miramax lot, and I forget I think they see Courtney Cox and Jay's like, hey look, Silent Bob is Connie Chung. because like, <laughs> he plays a reporter or so <laughs> you just think like and and then when you hear like Kevin telling that story, where like Jay loved it because they didn't have to, they barely did anything, and they got they didn't get paid a lot, but they got per diem. <laughs> and then like Jay was like, "We should just do this all the time. We get to sit in a trailer, and we get this per diem money." And Kevin's like, "Jay, we're like, we like make our own stuff. Like we get you, you make you want to, you make a fortune. Like we're gonna make way more money." And, like Jay, but Jay just loved the like not having to do anything, not having to really. do anything, and like getting to be themselves basically and. Getting that per diem money. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Okay, so, um, what else? Oh, yeah, so I'm just working. Yeah, yeah. Working's Talk good. It's hot. Yeah. Sometimes, like, pushing that cart and it's 104 degrees. <laughs> and it's not. It's better now. It's, it's yeah. cooling off, but. Yeah. Good. But hey, having money is good because having money enables me. To, I went to Pro Wrestling Gorilla for the first... I've been wanting to go for years. Finally got to go. This last weekend, it was their biggest event of the year. Their Battle of Los Angeles three-day tournament. Couldn't go on Friday because I was out of the question. But And I all, I didn't think I was going to be able to go on Saturday because I, I put a put a APB out for tickets. Nothing. And Matt Cohen came through. And he had originally said, like, oh, I, I can't give you a ticket. I can't get you a ticket on Saturday. But I can... On Sunday, you can sit with me and Max Landis and Max's girlfriend, Dylan, and she was really cool. And so that was already in the plans. But then I'm like, I really want to go Saturday because the card was insane. There was a guerrilla warfare match, which is their, like, anything goes match. And I had seen some of these, and they were, like, the craziest. Because, again, imagine this tiny room, 400 people packed in, and then these guys are fighting all over the place, <laughs> through in the crowd, through the crowd, jumping over the crowd, stuff <laughs> like so. Imagine that, and so I'm like, I have to. So, uh, but m- I woke up on Saturday, and Matt called me and was like, I haven't sold my ticket. Do you want to go? And I'm like, Yes, <laughs> I'll be there. And so again, thank you, Matt. Check out geekcomicbook.com. You can pre-order, or I think he has a mailing list when he because. First, he's got to do the Kickstarter, get all those out, right. and then he's going to sell whatever he has left at geekcomicbook.com. So, thank you, Matt Cohen. Nice. And, um, but uh, things that happened, I kind of made a little, I'll just touch these real okay, quick. Okay, okay. Um, Max Landis brought pizza for everybody. So, but the, for, he ordered 25 pizzas during intermission. Whoa. Yeah. Like just for the crowd? Yeah, good guy. Nice. Good guy, Max Landis. And um, that was on Sunday. And he also brought me some water and so just because I was holding everybody's, I was holding our place in line. Nice. Super, so super nice guy. Had a great time talking about wrestling and um, 
it was also cool to see the because a lot of people in the wrestling world know who he is because I showed you a little bit of his wrestling is in wrestling and that has over that has like two million hits on YouTube so he kind of became like this wrestling community celebrity Hmm. and people were coming up to him like the whole but like he was again really cool and like talking to people and whoa what is this whoa what is this oh sorry I can. That's that freaking search in Windows 10. What? It was okay. Windows 10 is like trying to interrupt our show here. Whoa, that was crazy. It's like Siri. I'm sorry, I can't search for you. Well, anyways, um, so he was just seeing the way he interacted with everybody. He was really cool. cool. It was nice, and um, so we had a lot of fun watching wrestling. It was crazy, and. Uh, so and then um, I just want to give another quick recommendation if you're ever in the valley um, near Reseda is the city of Northridge. It's like right on the border there. So I searched around. I wanted to play for because Sunday I checked out of my hotel because I stayed over okay. there. Um, I got a hot wire deal nice. and an extended stay. It was pretty nice. I actually later on when I was talking to people in the parking lot. They people were getting crazy Airbnb deals. I should have done that because uh. like this one dude's like, I'm staying in somebody's guest house and it's like thirty bucks a night and it's like being in a hotel. Uh, that's and cool. he was showing me pictures and stuff. He's like, I because he travels all over. And he's like, I stopped using hotels. Like I just so he was deaf. So it just I might do that next time. But um, but anyways, nearby my hotel was this place called Brent's Deli in Northridge. You should, if you're ever in the area, if you're in the greater Los Angeles area, it's worth driving to. Really? That good? Um, it's freaking amazing. I, I can't even imagine how good their sandwiches are, but I had breakfast there. And, because at first I'm like, wait, it's a deli. Like, but no, it's a full-on, like, it's a, I mean, it's like a super Jewish deli. They have, like, because, like, they have, like, locks and all the fish oh, stuff yeah. for, like, brunch. The fish. Yeah, like all that. And but I I wasn't I wasn't I, at first I'm like maybe I should do that because like it was like super recommended but I'm like I really don't think I can eat fish right now because um, it was like fish and then like some breakfast like you get like fish and some eggs and some other stuff and I looked around and that's what people were getting but I'm like I don't think I can do well, that like got it and then you got all yeah this fish stick in the hot yeah place that was where again I like and I yeah. I just need something to fill me up so one of their other specialties is a Spanish omelet ooh I'm gonna tell you right now. Again, Brent's Deli in Northridge, just in a strip mall. Huh. And there was a line out the door, but they had room at the counter. That's, again, like being by myself. I got to walk right up, right sit the at the counter, counter boom. Um, best omelet I've ever had in my entire life. Wow. That's and I've eaten at a lot of places. Broken Yolk, all those places. I've been to all the brunch places. I've been to crazy Portland brunch places, which are pretty high up there. Shout out to Ray Sean for taking me to wherever that place was. I don't remember. It was by Carson's house, but it was up until that point, whatever that place was that Ray Sean took me to, um, that was my number one. It was like one of those Portland, you know, right. I mean, you saw the Portlandia with the brunch. Oh, sure, yeah. So it was one of those. But now, like this, this omelet, I can't even describe to you. Wow, they had like it was like this. It had like this this sauce on it, and there was like tomatoes and like I don't I don't know. It was incredible. I I, I wanted a whole other one, and their their home fries were amazing, and it came with a bagel and you know Jewish deli. I figured it got pretty good, and the bagel, bagel was amazing, and it was like homemade cream cheese or something. I don't know. Wow, like dude, 
so good and very reasonably priced and everything looked amazing like i almost wanted like i wanted a pancake i wanted a waffle i wanted everything but i couldn't i just i got this omelet and it was best i've ever had and the service was impeccable um the refills were just endless stream of refills (laughs) super nice important thing like to the point where like I was like maybe two thirds, and like she grabbed it out of my hand and just real quick, nice, and like topping it off. Yeah, Brent's Deli, huh? Brent's Deli in Northridge. All right, it's worth a trip. Like if I was staying in Hollywood, I would drive up there. there. All right, like every time I go to Reseda now. I'm gonna because also their lunch and dinner menu looked amazing because you had you know your your sandwiches and your matzo ball soup mm-hmm. and because I mean I talked about the legendary Greenblatts and I don't this looked like it might be able to top Greenblatts. Wow, I'm talking like serious words here because I ate at Greenblatts at least twice a week for a whole year. That's how good that place was. I'm on Sunset. It's right by uh, the Laugh Factory. I still got to take you there sometime. It's actually like above the Laugh Factory. Okay. And um, but that place is awesome. That was me and Derek and Malcolm. Me and Derek and Malcolm would eat there quite a bit during our Smod Castle time. Matt too, sometimes. Um, but yeah, I love Green Blatts, and I think I love Brent's better. <laughs> so it's one of those you know delis. But they also sure. amazing breakfast. Um, other things that happen. Um, Phil Ewell, I mean, again, like, um, the Young Bucks, they're like, they're the tag team, that's them, and the, my painting over there, I met them at Comic-Con, over there, by oh, the Norman, Paranorman, there. Young oh, yeah, Bucks, yeah, yeah. um, they are the, they are the merch masters, yeah. these guys, first of all, they come out with, like, a, a new variety of t-shirt, like, twice a week, <laughs> and... Let me tell you though. So, so the way the the merch, because um, I've been to places where they have like a whole separate area, but again, this is a tiny, tiny room at PWG. It's tiny, so they basically set up in the ring, and like they're all around the ring. So oh, before cool. the show, during intermission, then after the show, and the Bucks, they're the, they were the only one. They have they have hangers for their shirts, so you can see everyone, right? And it's all nice, and they they've got foam fingers with like the Bullet Club on them. They got like, and they've got multiple tiers, like all kinds, like for like your cheapest stuff to like most expensive. Huh. They got like all kinds of tiers, and they were because like some of the wrestlers, you could tell like after a while they would like if they weren't selling anything or if they had to, they're like you know they got to go wrestle. But the young bucks were there from the absolute first, the moment people yeah. were there till like. One of the guys that had come up and be like, it's time to start the show. They were there the whole time. And then intermission, as soon as intermission started, even if they... Because like one of the intermissions, they wrestled right before intermission ended. And they were as soon... They seriously went in the went in the back, put on a shirt, came back out there with it. Because they have to carry their own merch <laughs> out there. And they immediately brought back out there. At the end of the show, and they, they, they're like super heels. Like huge hated heels. To the point where like... I would be afraid to go back out there to the, like some of the stuff they were doing some heinous stuff out in the ring, but they they had no fear. It's like they had just told the whole crowd off, and then two minutes later they're right back out in the ring with so all their merch. Stuff. 
and they were there the entire time. The one where like they were had to kick them off, and I watched. They sold. I watched them sell hundreds <laughs> of shirts. Plus, they're like super nice guys, and I just watched. So again, PWG is different than some because I've been to places where like the wrestler like barely makes eye contact with you, and like they're. But they were like even I wasn't even buying anything, and I just thought, I'm like, hey Nick, how's it going? He like I talked to him for two minutes, like <laughs> and like so again, like they were just schmoozing and slinging and they must have i think i they they must have sold at least 300 shirts hundreds of shirts just slinging slinging and they are just like masters i i gotta give it to them they are amazing they are amazing yeah like landis was booing them and then i saw him go because he was sitting there looking and i'm like and i'm like i know you want that bullet club shirt man he's like I, I do. I do want that bullet club shirt, but I hate them so much. But I'm like, oh, I'll just buy it. So he just, he went up, so even Max went up and bought a bullet club shirt. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, bands could learn a lot from that because. Just nonstop, gotta, nonstop hustle. Right. Be, have it out there. Like you're out there talking to people. Making contact, shaking, like shaking hands yep. and like talking to people. And, and I, I saw him turn. I, I saw like I remember it got to a point because I'm watched because like there if you if you for front row like you go in first and then there's like there's almost like an hour and you're like sitting there and you're sitting and the ring is right there and they're right there so half the time I'll be talking to the guys like <laughs> I sat by the Lucha Underground guys because they were awesome to talk to um, most of them spoke really good English like I was um I I at, for some reason I didn't think Pentagon spoke English at all but like I talked to him quite a while. <laughs> um, so, but, so you, I would just be sitting there talking to him, but then I'd watch him do their thing, and I would like, I was like, right, I wanted to write, like, tips, <laughs> like, they were so good at, like, what they do, and, um, it was Pentagon Jr., yes, hmm. but, um, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, so people were just talking to him, they just watching him sling their merch was pretty amazing, and I watched, that's what, that, so then what I was saying was, I would sit there watching, and I'm like, that's going to be a sale, sale. No, that guy's not going to buy anything. And above everybody else, the Young Bucks, I watched him turn where I was convinced the guy wasn't buying anything. I saw him, a dude that had his back turned to them, talking to his buddy. Nick got him to turn around and look at a shirt. He started walking away again, then he turned around and bought the shirt. Like, he went from no way is this guy going to make to sale. Like, they were just amazing at, like, because... I think also the fact that they're so nice is what kind of brings people in. Because, like, these guys, they were just, again, they were doing horrific things. And, like, and then, like, I think that's what kind of, that's their way they get people. They're like, hey, how's it going? Hey, like, how are you doing? Yeah. And so, like, they made so much money. <laughs> By far more than, because some of the wrestlers, like, I could tell, they're like, I got to get back in the locker room. I got to get ready for my match. I'm thinking about my match, which that makes sense. But, sure. like. The young bucks, they're like, we know we're good in the ring. We're going to spend all our... And when we're not in the ring, we are in the ring selling <laughs> stuff. We are here. Because like, also, I think the other thing is I'm like, I know both of these guys have kids. So that's a huge, like, we need to take home yeah, as much home money, money as possible. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. Anyways, that was awesome. I, we already talked about the whole yeah, indie business yeah. model. That's the other part about I love about wrestling shows. I spent a lot of time in line. Met a ton of people in line. I met this dude from Colorado named Andres. Cause it made me think of our Andres. Okay. Um, we talked a ton. Um, met this other dude. I met a dude from Indio who actually he huh. he stayed at his buddy's house in Redlands. 
Because it was closer to go to, and he didn't want, so he stayed in Redlands and then drove to Reseda each day. And he went to all three days. So we drove from Reseda back to Redlands every night. Oh, wow. Um, But met that dude, met a couple from Bakersfield, met a dude that came from England. Really? Yeah, met a bunch of dudes that came from New York. Wow. Um, met Dave Meltzer, who is this super famous. He's he's the guy that right like he's been writing about wrestling since I was like five, huh. and like and he came from NorCal. I think he's from NorCal, and I I just it was cool asking him like what do you think is like he's just notorious for trashing some of these indie, but he loved it. He loved wow. it. Like at one point during, um, so this breaks, this ties into the broken chairs. So on night two, there was what they call the guerrilla warfare match. Is between the super heel stable. They're called Mount Rushmore 2.0 because they're the Mount Rushmore wrestling. Okay. And it's the second iteration because it was Kevin Steen and Adam Cole. Kevin Steen went to WWE. Kevin Owens, my favorite wrestler, right, right. and Adam Cole went to Ring of Honor. Now it's. The original founder of PWG, who was retired forever, Super Dragon, the Young Bucks, and then the PWG champion, Roderick Strong. So they're this super heel heel faction. They just go in and trash everybody. They beat up everybody. So they were doing like a series of of like tag matches. This was a three on three guerrilla warfare match. So it had it had it was them against uh, against like some of the, two of the Lucha Underground guys. And then like some of the oh some of the Europe Europe there's some of the British guys, but anything goes all over the arena. So they were just like picking up chairs, throwing chairs all over. There was piles of chairs because everybody <laughs> you stood up the whole time. Like I'm like I guess we're not sitting out because also we had to be aware people were flying all over the place. <laughs> Dudes were landing on like all nearby, flying everywhere. A guy we were weren't paying attention like seeing what happened. A dude jumped over a bunch of people sitting on the stage, from the stage to the ring. <laughs> um, thumbtacks. The Young Bucks, they do like this thing called the super kick, where they just, it's like a really hard kick to the face. Well, when they, this is again one of the heinous things that they did, they went into, the, they had like this whole bag of weapons, and Nick Jackson pulled out two shoes, the bottoms covered in thumbtacks. <laughs> and this was not fake. Okay. It was for real, covering up like so they took off their regular shoe, each one of them put on one, and then they super kicked people with the thumbtack shoe. <laughs> Biff Busick got his ear pierced oh, with gosh. a thumbtack. <laughs> just gnarly. This match was gnarly. And like people were just again, there was blood and chairs, and so like they were breaking the chairs, and I'm like, what are they what's gonna happen? And then day three, dude behind me. Goes to sit down and he just falls right through his chair. I'm like, they just set up, reset up the broken, the broken chairs. chairs. And there was like tables. Matt got a really good picture of like the broken table and like dudes. Like there was periods where like everybody was just dead. Like just everybody was dead. Super Dragon, I think there was a couple plants in the audience. Because Super Dragon, I know he's notorious for getting in people's faces and getting... Like, he's not afraid to, like, tussle with fans. Right. But, like, he straight up, like, was shoving dudes. He, like, <laughs> tossed a guy into another guy. Like, it was chaos. Like, I, I have to get the DVD because see what it looked like. Because when you're in it, you're only, like, you can only see certain things. And also, I am, like, thinking, like, I'm going to die. Because there's, like, <laughs> again, there are big wrestlers just Because they're diving into the crowds. They're falling into the crowds. At one point, Biff Busick, right in front of me, grabbed a ladder and, like, the ladder starts, like, I had to get out of the way. 
and then they go a ladder and they start they're smashing it all over the place. Like I held the chair while someone rammed a head into it. Like <laughs> just it was freaking nuts. And the super dragon chants are so loud and people oh it's it was chaos. And then last night, um, because like the it was the way they did the tournament was um, there was so for the last so it was a it was a it was a three night tournament so the first round matches were on so it was twenty four people twenty four entrants there was so there was twelve first round matches on night one twelve first round matches on night two okay wait no that's not right six first round matches because there's twelve matches total okay six first round matches on night one plus two non tournament matches then six non tournament matches on night two plus two non tournament matches. And then on night three, there was um, uh, there was six um, quarterfinal matches, then three semifinal matches, then one triple threat final match. That is ten matches. Huh. And but because the way because it's a tournament, they, they, you have to have a break in between that quarterfinal. So in between the quarterfinal and semifinals, there has to be a break match because right. you can't have the guy. You can't. Make a guy who just, who just around come back out. Right. So there has to be a gap there. So there was a tag. There was a there was another big Mount Rushmore match, and it was against the Lucha guys. It was nuts. <laughs> then they then they had. So then there was and then there was the intermission. No, that was right after intermission. So there was intermission. Then there was that match. Then there was the quarterfinal matches, and then in between the quarterfinal matches and then the triple threat match, there was a. Five on five tag match, which is basically all the guys from the previous nights that had gotten eliminated, huh. thrown all together, and that was usually where they do some comedy spots to kind of keep the crowd involved. Because right. by that point, we'd already been there for like four hours, <laughs> four hours of wrestling. So they did this part, which I guess they did it last year, where at a certain point, one of the wrestlers says, "We're like slow mo," and then for seriously like ten minutes. <laughs> The crowd and the wrestlers did everything in slow motion. <laughs> like guys were doing moves, we were doing chants in slow motion. We we're all I can't I cannot wait to see what it looks like <laughs> on the DVD because we're doing like clapping in slow motion, reacting in slow motion. The wrestlers are like punching in slow motion, <laughs> doing moves in slow motion. Like the That's ref great. is like doing every it was it was the it was the best thing I've ever like been a part of. At a rest, it was so fun, and then you had the triple threat semi, like because some of these other, some of the quarterfinals. There was a quarterfinals match that was like forty minutes long, huh. and it was between two British technical wrestlers, and it was nuts. All the matches were nuts. I'm just saying they're a lot nuts, <laughs> and uh, and then triple threat finals, and um, it was great. This dude from England won. He was awesome. Pentagon, like a bunch of the Lucha, like all my favorite guys from Lucha Underground. That's one of the main reasons why I want to go out. You've been hearing me talking about it on this show a little bit. But just seeing these guys in person, they were the real deal. Like they were amazing. The stuff they did was so entertaining. Max Linus' girlfriend had never been to like a wrestling show. She, by halfway through, she was chanting with us. She was pounding the mat. She was (laughs) super into it. Like it was fun. It was great spending time with those guys. And, um... One more time, thank you, Matt Cohen, for making it possible. It was a blast. I had so much fun. You don't even know. Steve, you gotta come sometime. It was crazy. (laughs) Crazy town. So much fun. I've never had that much fun. Pimpernello was not there. It was the Lucha Underground guys, 
It was Drago, Phoenix, Aerostar, Pentagon Jr., um, Jack Evans, and Angelico. And um, it was great. All right, so uh, then we got uh, then we got um, Book Corner. Let's do a real quick Book, book corner. corner. Yes, what'd you read? I read three of the you first. You went nuts here. Well, because I got two of the library, and then when I, I was going to go check out the third one, but it was on Overdrive. Oh. The, the e-books. The, 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 right, right. So I just got it right away, and I read it, and all I read the whole thing today. Really? Yeah, it like during really, my lunch really break. Good. And then after work. Um, so I finished the Lemonade War, which is the first one, then the Lemonade Crime, which takes place immediately after that. The Bell Bandit takes place a little bit after, and, um, they are all so good. It's about a brother and a sister, and, again, that sibling dynamic Mm -hmm. just really, really resonates with with me. The, um, weird kid getting bullied, (laughs) because the sister, she's like, she skipped a grade, and she's, I, they haven't outright said it but i i think she has asperger's so she's definitely like on the spectrum on the as spectrum. one would say yeah, yeah yeah really super smart and has a hard but time some hard time situations. with social situations and feelings yeah and i can relate to some of that and and then the sibling stuff and then the single their their dad's gone so the single mom situation mm. and just all that stuff it's really and and especially the the third one the bell bandit I can't wait because I I'm not gonna lie I gave it five stars on Goodreads. Wow! It got a it got a rare Brendo five star. And this is a series Janelle introduced us to this one. I had not read any of it ever before. Yeah. She reads actually the second one with her class because she does a uh, mock trial. Yeah. So she uses that Which as part of the the mock sister trial does a mock trial in the Lemonade mm-hmm. Crime. So that's where that's how she came to like be introduced to the series. So. Um. So yeah, it's cool. It's a good book club yeah. series. I'm and sure the Bell more. Bandit is great because it's kind of a mystery. Um, there's like some a lot of references to Get Smart. Oh really? Okay. Um, because um, Jesse meets a friend and he's really into Get Smart because his name is Maxwell. Oh nice. So like, um, and he's like an autistic kid, and so he's like way into silence. yeah, just stuff like that. So the Spy Knocks. Yeah. Like, the ones where it's the eyeglasses with the with the this like stuff like that they try to make their own ones and that's cool and the shoe phone and talking about all that stuff and so it's pretty cool and it's really funny but it's also really poignant and sweet and I loved it and I can't wait I'm the next they had a preview in the ebook they had a preview for the they had a first chapter oh, of the next one and I was already like oh this sounds great um, it's called uh, the Candy Crush or some candy something okay and. Uh, it just sounds... It's really uh, good. I can't... Yeah. can't remember now what it is. Lemonade War series. I'll find it. Yeah. Okay, one thing about it, since we're talking about it, um, that I thought was funny. In the beginning of the Lemonade Crime, which I'm reading currently, the part of the thing that the kid that stole the money, we found out... The way they found out that he was the one that stole it for sure was he went out and bought an Xbox. Yeah. But he bought, like, the Xbox 2020. Yeah, they made up... Like, their virtual, virtual reality one. I'm like... I, I thought that was I thought that was funny, but it's funny because that was like she wrote what was it, like 2007 I want to say. Well, no, that thing was because the, the Bell Bandit was like 2012. Well, the first one was like 2006. Mm. I'm gonna look. Well, anyway, um, but you know, virtual reality is you know becoming more and more of a thing now. Yeah, for reals, finally. Let me see here. When was this? 
This was 2011. Okay. So when was the Lemonade War? It was 2006. Okay, so there was a big gap there. And then I think they took off and Probably then she started the other. Yeah, really yeah, doing yeah. them. But yeah, which is pretty funny because it's like a full-on virtual reality. Like it's a, it's like a it's like a um, what is it? like the haptic suits because you got the hands, yeah. you know, like control. So it's got even stuff. that. Yeah, it's so it's like even more than what we have now. Like I thought it was for Xbox Twenty Twenty. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. And um, it's also funny is that um, I totally had a Scott Spencer. In our neighborhood, oh, yeah. and his name was Scott. But it was Scott <laughs> Saunders. Okay, but he was totally that like just real shady dude. Yeah. One and the, the kind of guy who's like acts like they're nice, but are total jerks. Total, to you for real. yeah. Like, but go on, man, you're my pal. Yeah, and then we'll totally be just a blunt oh, yeah. to you. Well, I remember like he would like hang out with us, and then I think I've told this before. Like he totally shot my friend Tim's brother in the butt. With a BB gun. <laughs> and then one day I'm like playing my saxophone. I start hearing this plink, plink at my window. And it turned out he was shooting my window with a BB with gun. With a freaking BB gun, man. But then they ne- he never gets caught. They never no, get in trouble. No, never got it. caught. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. though, because at first I'm like, what is that? And then like later on I found a BB and I showed it to my, remember I showed it to my mom. And my mom's like, we have no way to prove that that's right. him. Even though I'm like, he shot into the Carol's yard. The dude is armed. And that's where I was always scared after that. Because I'm like, I don't know where he was. Because like, that was the thing. When Brian got shot, it was in their backyard. And his yard was at, like his yard was overlooking their yard. And we think he got it. But like, they couldn't find They had no proof. They looked huh. for him. And he like, he like was super stealth. But everybody knew who did it. And we all knew. The that's whole the neighborhood yeah. knew. Because who yeah. else would do that? Right. One time, like, because he was, he would do all kinds of stuff to them. Like, I think it got to the point where he threw a brick through their window or oh something. Gosh. But again, never yeah. was able, they were never able to pin it on him. Hmm. Um, their pool furniture, he frequently threw their pool furniture into In the their pool. pool. Um, he was, I mean. Well, that's like this guy. Like, it's yeah. totally that kind of thing. Just all that kind of stuff. But then meanwhile, like, he'd be on the bus. He'd be like, hey, guys, what's going on? Right, right. Want to come over? And he, like, would always, he loved showing. He had the freaking, he had the spaceship. He had the G.I. Joe spaceship. <laughs> and he loved showing that thing off. Because yep. they love it. They'll, they'll, and that sometimes can be their, like, that's how they, like, that can almost be their downfall. They're so prideful yeah. of, like, their stuff. And then you're like, so, like, <laughs> you know, how'd you get this? Because yeah. he was like again, like you don't. That was like he was the kid. You didn't leave your money sitting around or anything. <laughs> I remember one time. Oh, this was the worst thing that he did. <laughs> um, I had some baseball cards, and he had come over. My I, um, he had come over and uh, and I I remember I got home. This was when my mom was not living in our house. So it was, it was, I would come home at like three to an empty house. My dad didn't get home till like six. Right. And so I remember we came home, played some Nintendo. I had some baseball cards and he's like, oh yeah, let me take a look at those. He's like, I'll buy those off of you. And, and like, and he's like, I got five bucks. I'm like, oh, I'll take five bucks for him. Cause it was like five bucks worth of cards. Right. right. I'm like, All right. Sounds good. Cool. I made five bucks. And then my dad gets home and he's like, 
And he and he's like he's like, Hey, did you get that five bucks I left for you for lunch money? And I'm like, What are you talking about? He's like, Yeah, I left it on a table here. <laughs> and it turned out Scott had he stolen my five dollars and then get and I'm like and I'm like, Oh, I didn't see. He's like, Well and I'm like, You mean this and he's like, Well that's your lunch money. So, <laughs> oh gosh. And I and then I told and then I tried to convince he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He did the Scott Spencer oh. thing, like So bad. And I'm like Ah <laughs> I was so mad, dude. Well. Oh, yeah, and I'm currently still reading that rest. I don't know. I don't know. I really like the style, but, like. This is the I, classical music. I don't one. know who any of these people are, <laughs> but it is cool here because they're getting into, like, World War One. but it's a, it's a bit maybe, of a slog. Maybe losing some interest there. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it's cool, but, like, I don't know. Who, I'm not going to listen to all these right. classical guys, like. No, I'm sorry, Jerry, because I know Jerry like loves all these like and so sure she's like Brenda, no. but whatever. I'm sorry, sorry, Jerry. <laughs> um, and then I'm almost done with put this in your brain. There was another really good because some of these essays are just really well researched. On I told you about the Choose Your Own Adventure one. Right. I just watched. I just read a whole one about pinball. So you know a lot of those old pinball machines that they had at the pinball museum. Right. Any pinball machine made before like 1945. Like originally, when they first made them, didn't have flippers. What'd you do with it? it? That's why it was a true game of chance, and that's why pinball got banned because it was almost like a slot, like a pachinko so machine. You just shot it up, you and shot it, it fell and then where it fell, and then you could get like points and like uh, stuff. And that's so by adding so the flippers, they were retrofitted with flippers, huh, and that's make it a game that's where it got unbanned. Interesting. Because, like, all those old ones, because he talked about one that they have at that, and he's like, because this, this one museum had them original intact. Wow. Like, so without the flippers. And whereas these ones, all those old ones, but those old ones that we were playing originally did not have flippers huh. on them. So well, I thought that, that was very interesting. Because at first we're like, what is that? How is it yeah, not? It's a game. Like, yeah. But they, game. Used, they didn't have flippers. Huh. And it was also controlled by the mafia. He also went into that. Well. That would I could understand that then. So yeah, so it's been really cool. Put this cool. in your brain. It's part of that story bundle, but it's also a, out there. It, yeah, it's because I think you can't get it on Amazon, but you can get it from the magazine's website. Okay. So I forgot what the magazine's called, but I'll, I'll find it. If you type in "put this put this in your brain" anthology, I'm sure it'll come up. It'll come up there. Uh, well, I finished Lemonade War. We talked about that yeah. for our book club. Yeah. I also finished I Am the Cheese, which we I kind of talked about a little yeah. before. It's like a 70s like kind of psychological thriller it turned mm. out to be really good i liked it a yeah. lot um very like i don't know how to describe it other than it just felt like a 70s story like it felt like that indie film of the 70s type vibe and it was really really good um so so there was that uh and it was, that's the one that was by the guy that wrote the chocolate war so a lot of a lot of food related things lemonade war mm-hmm. chocolate war and cheese mm-hmm um, and then I just started reading the peanut butter poltergeist. So, <laughs> again, on the food theme. And then there. you're reading sideways stories again? Uh, okay, well, real quick, and I'll get to that. The peanut butter poltergeist, I've read about halfway now. Is the ghost in the sandwich? Uh, well, there's a peanut butter jar that is apparently possessed. And we haven't gotten to the, I don't know if it's really a ghost or if it's someone doing a prank or not, but they're out like a cabin. The story, the setup for it is just like the third fudge book where they go out to the, um, the third one, right? Where they're out at the cabin. Yeah. With Sheila Tubman, except in this one, it's his step. Well, it's it's like post after they get married because it's like his stepsister now. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so they're out of this, and he hates her, and they're fighting and stuff. But meanwhile, this sounds like the R.L. Stein book, the stepsister. Well, it, it could very well except be. Except he thought she, except it was two girls, and one of them thought the one the stepsister. This girl thought the stepsister was trying to kill her. Well, this one is. She more thinks she's just messing fighting. with the peanut butter. Well, no, they they think that the the house is haunted. Oh, but we're not sure if maybe one of them is messing with the other or not mm. at this point. Mm. Um, and then the, the real estate lady is a witch who like Whoa. sold it to them, or she claims to be a witch and says the place is haunted mm. with a peanut butter loving ghost. So, <laughs> so it's fantastic. And then this has actually been really fun. So you know, I mean, I, I read. I've been reading to the kids like every day, mm-hmm. basically since they were born. You know, mm-hmm. like we always read stories with them and stuff. But you know, up until fairly recently, it's like you know, kitty books, like you know, picture books. Yeah, but and Audrey's stuff. reading full. But, yeah, Audrey's reading books, and I like realized one night I'm like. I need to, like, step it up here and get some yeah. more interesting ones. So I'm like, what kind of things would the kids like? And I'm like, I was looking through the bookshelf, and I came across Sideways Stories, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's time. And I pulled it out, and they're like, what is this? And I'm like, you know, there were, there's only, like, one picture per chapter, so they were nervous at first. And I, like, read them the first story, and they are hooked. Like, they we've reread some of the stories that they like a lot over and over again, like, we're going through the whole series now. So we're almost done with the first one. Mm. Um, but, like, you, you, the next time you see them, they will not stop talking about this book. Like, every, they, they've reenacted the stories. They do, like, artwork, like, depicting, like, the different, their favorite ones. They love, wow. They love the one with, like, the dead rat. They keep, like, talking about how, do, how did that rat talk? <laughs> like, what, if he was a dead rat, how was he inside? You know, like, they're just going on um, today. Okay, so I don't know if you remember, like, the first story in the book, there's Mrs. Gorf, the evil one, mm. and she turns the kids into an apple, and then she they defeat her by holding the mirror up. She turns herself into an apple, and then Lewis comes in and eats her. Mm-hmm. So we're at, like, the second-to-last story, and the picture at the beginning of it shows, like, it looks like almost a ghost version of Mrs. Yeah. Gorf back, yeah. right? We haven't read it yet, but the kid's like, how did she come back? And I'm like, I don't know. We'll have to find out tomorrow. And they're like talking about different like ideas or theories and Luke said she must have gotten pooped back out <laughs> <laughs> yep that so, sounds yep, like a Vecchio that's totally it yep so that's that's his theory for now we'll, we'll read it tomorrow <laughs> night and he'll find out. out but it's been so much fun oh my gosh like just they're cackling reading it because it's great I mean you remember like but they're just like at the perfect age for it where every joke is hilarious so awesome reading boom boom no new movies. No. Um, DVD on demand corner in addition. So WWE Network, I finally got my support ticket escalated. Oh, it yeah? only took two weeks. Because it's so weird. They'll, they'll claim that they fixed it, then I'll start watching. It'll work for a little while, and then it'll just immediately start huh. doing it again. I made it through a whole classic Raw the other day, though, but then the next one I watched, it started doing it again. So I think they're fixing the one that I tell them I'm having a problem on. Like, they'll boost that one the, the one. bandwidth, and then I'll go on to the next one, and it's back, like, all screwed up. Huh. And so I think, I'm like, they know they need to fix it. But again, if what it is, it is, I think it's very expensive for them to, like, increase the bandwidth on all this immense. So, but they have escalated the ticket. I'm hmm. sure there's plenty of people that are, I actually um, did an informal, just like, again, talking to people in line of Paris and Gorilla without fail, everybody. I'd be like, you got the network? They're like, oh, yeah, it's great. And then I'd be like, classic content. They're like, oh, no, nah, nah. And then it would be like, wait, I thought I was the only one. Oh, I'm not the only one. And I'm like, we all need to unite, you guys. <laughs> like, 
Like, just in this parking lot, there's at least a hundred people that are having the same issue. Imagine, like, nationwide. Like, come on, people. If everybody started harassing them, they'd have to. So, I actually, people are like, I'm tweeting right now. I'm up, like, how did, I'm like, I emailed them. So, I got some people to open huh. tickets. I'm like, everybody needs but to what do What if it. by doing that, you guys make them shut down and then you lose it all? Could you go to a world post having that? Go back to BitTorrent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't torrented wrestling like WWE and like the whole time I had it, so like it's worked. So if they want me to like, they I'm giving them money, like then they should keep. Although, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, um, I don't want to make you stress about that. The other thing is, um, um, I started because there was a big advertisement on lights like, all over Hulu Plus. Yeah, is like their background Fargo. So I started watching it because I saw one episode like out of order at, at uh, Ross and Paul's house, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And so I watched, started from the beginning. This show is incredible. Yeah, it's I I love it. Martin Freeman, whole he's so I don't know how he he like he's a freaking like he's just, amazing. He's incredible because he's got that. It's it's so like because that's how Fargo like it just captured that. And I mean I you can't you can't fool a fast one on me because like my mom's from Minnesota. I've been around that my whole life. My grandma, my right. like my whole family, very like I've been to Minnesota. I lived in Wisconsin. Your vocabulary is um, heavily influenced. Yeah, I mean my mom lives. Um, in Wisconsin now, but like she's lived in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. A bunch of my family lives there. I know that area. My my grandma lived in Brainerd. You know, like we'll take <laughs> yep, this. Yep, can Brainerd. we settle this in Brainerd? Yep. Like, um, so yeah. Um, and it's the way it just again it manages to capture that whole atmosphere. A lot of snow. Yeah. A lot of just and and Billy Bob Thornton is legitimately like both. Hilarious, but terrible. Like I said, he's like he's like Steve Buscemi plus the Russian plus <laughs> the Joker, like Dark Knight Heath Ledger Joker. Wow. Just like From some Billy people Bob. just want to watch the world burn. Like just some of the stuff he does is so messed up, <laughs> but like in a like entertaining. Like you you want to know what the heck is he gonna do next? Because he's just like causing chaos. And um, so it's very much like in the spirit of the Coens. They're executive cool. producers okay, so they're on involved. the show. They're involved. Um, I don't know what level, but at least like I think approval. And right. it has a feel like just the whole story. Like, you know, crime, a crime gone bad. People getting good people getting mixed up right. with bad elements. And just like it's a real, you know, humdinger. <laughs> and uh, and and. Because, yeah, like, uh, um, Martin Freeman is, like, the William H. Macy role in Fargo. Right. He just gets mixed up in this whole world. Oliver Platt is amazing. Mm. Uh, no Marge Gunderson. Everybody is in it. Oh, dude. And then um, Odenkirk. Again. Oh, yeah. Like, another side of Odenkirk. Because at first I thought he was just being straight up, like, bumpkin bad cop. But once the evidence, because at first he's like, no, there's no way that could be this. He's like pushing the, because it's this one this one lady police officer that's like keeping the case, trying to stay on. Because she's on to Martin Freeman. Like, cause you know how like, it's like Marge was on to, right, right. was on to William H. Macy right away. But everybody, but like her police chief's like, no, 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 no. But finally when, because you know, like. 
typical bumpkin cop, he would still continue. But Bob Odenkirk kind of added this new level to his character. Once he finally, all this evidence, he's like, I, you're, we have to. So I'm like, oh, so he's not just typical. Huh. And it's so good. Billy, like, Odenkirk is just, the fact that he can do this and Mr. Show and just all these different, like, ridiculous things are, like, stories. super. Yeah, but then, like, super, like, this is, like, serious drama, Emmy they were a ton of people were nominated for Colin Hanks, fantastic. Mm. Like a lot of good people. A lot of good people. So it's so good. It's so the music because you know it's like that music from Fargo, just like that really ominous. Oh yeah, yeah. But like, but like soothing also. Like just the way the music kind of captures that whole atmosphere. It's so good. And now I can't. I'm almost done with this season, and they're gonna season two starts in October, and I think they're gonna show it on Hulu Plus. Nice. Like as it, ah, oh, so good. So good. Well, also so good is the current season of Last Comic Standing. Yeah. The second round of semifinals happened last week. It was much better than the first season, That's the good. first one. Because the first one... Like you said, like nobody liked. They only liked. picked like two people, only one of them that we really liked. But this last one, it's like they saved all the ones we liked a bunch mm. for this. So almost everyone that made it through this round, we really, really liked. And... They got a lot of good ones. So now it's starting this week on Wednesday. They've got it down to ten people, and that's when they start doing the like head-to-head competition yeah. and stuff. So that's when it gets like extra really good. So um, I also forgot to put this on there, um, but we red boxed Aloha, the Cameron Crowe. Yeah, good. And uh, yeah, it was really good. Like it, it was uh, you know kind of a romantic comedy. It's one with Bradley Cooper and uh, Emma Stone and all those mm-hmm. good folks. I know that's the big red box release. They're pushing. Yeah, it, it was it was good. Like I mean. I would kind of put it low, sort of like in a B to B plus range mm-hmm. for me, like because it was very. Did you see his last one? I don't think it was we the bought last a zoo. One. Oh, I did see that one. Yeah, it's really good. That was really good. I liked that a lot. This one, it, there was just a lot of kind of metaphorical moments that felt a little hmm. forced for me. Not, it wasn't bad. Like overall, it was great. Is this Phil's pretentious? I don't know, maybe card because I know you play maybe. that on a lot of. But no, but see, it wasn't bad, and it wasn't like something that made took me out of or ruined it. There were just a few moments where it got kind of slow for me as they were pondering the meaning of the universe type thing. See, I like that stuff. Which I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'd be curious to hear your take on it. It was really good. Like it's still a recommended one. Okay. It just wasn't. What like... What about the Emma Stone thing? I thought. Well, okay. Especially after you found out, like, from him that that was based on a real person. Anybody who would complain about, like, whitewashing this movie or anything obviously did not watch the movie. Yeah, because it's all Hawaiian people. Not only that, but the whole plot revolves around the white government coming in and trying to take land from the Hawaiian government or from the Hawaiian people. and, and And so there's a whole population of Hawaiian people that are obviously Hawaiian people that are cast in that and it's their relationship and then the whole Emma Stone character is she's a quarter um, Hawaiian and I think a quarter Japanese and then I think her mom was like Danish or something like that mm-hmm. so that's addressed and it's oh it's funny haha that she's got the last name that totally doesn't fit the face but as you saw like that's totally what she was but regardless the whole movie is populated by the exact people that they purported to be yeah. populated by. So anyone that claims also that Emma Stone again as Cameron Crowe, you just got to read Cameron Crowe's like response. Yeah, it like, was great. Emma Stone's character based on a real person, right. like again, right. like that's a real person, that's a real person. So yeah, that that part of it is just a non-starter. Like, yeah. Anyone that says that didn't watch it and just that's wants stupid. to start, and just wants to start something because. It was very, it, and I, it, but it I just I feel bad, especially because you could tell it affected him mm-hmm. 
greatly to the point where, like, I feel like Cameron Crowe seems like he's kind of told everybody to stick it for a while because he's yeah. he seemed kind of upset. But I would I would venture which is to unfortunate because he's this movie one of my favorite filmmakers. This movie employed more indigenous people, and than that's what any he said because like, he said that he's like, and that's one of his all, things. All, like you can tell, it's, I don't know if it's actually on like their yeah. property, but it's set in like their. They're like their kingdom, you know. I forget yeah. what they call it. Like the, it's like their tribe, but they had a, a word. Yeah. For it. But anyway, you know, it's set on their like indigenous property, and it's it's amazing. It's great. Like that whole that aspect of it was wonderful. I liked it a lot. It was definitely one I would recommend. Mm-hmm. Probably Good. just not my favorite of his. Okay, so because this is a Cameron Crowe movie soundtrack. Soundtrack was fantastic. That's They're probably always, my favorite part. He's his soundtrack. Just listen to that. He has like, the best soundtrack. Period. Point A to point B, all the way through, is just the best. Like fantastic. His soundtracks. I mean, yeah. he's, that's what that's his. I mean, he started. I mean, that's how he started music. Yeah. And it shows. I mean, um, all the way through. If you're looking for a good uh, read to Cameron Crowe, he did a revisit of his um, some of his Rolling Stone days, oh, nice. and he does kind of like an oral history type thing. It wasn't the Almond Brothers tour, which is what Almost Famous was based on. Right. I think it was another one, but amazing stories and just the way he writes is just you're there, oh, yeah. man. And like especially if you love music, because like that's his first love, and mm-hmm. like and he writes he's able to express ways that i can't express like the love for music and the way music permeates every area of your life and i don't know i really felt it the for me the things you most is like almost famous and then singles i had forgotten how music centric singles is i mean it's pretty it's pretty much like it's like a it's it's it kind of poses as a romantic comedy but really it's all about music right and um but yeah he's he's great and i and i hope he doesn't I hope he doesn't like, fade not. away because it, it was very, very good. I mean, I I almost feel bad being even c- kind of critical because I do enjoy yeah. his stuff very much. But you know, for me, yeah. it was that's where it ranked. So, All right, just being honest. All right, um, Netflix. I'm watching. I I think I already talked to. I watched the Roddy Piper episode of It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just all the I'm watching more. Episodes. This show is so. Just when you're like, I don't know what they can do next. Like, how horrible can they go? Like, it's it's insane. I love the show. It's so. They're all so good. Oh, oh my gosh! One of the dudes from It's Always Sunny is also in Fargo, playing a completely different. Like, yeah. at first I'm like, that's not him, because it's so like real and like not because it's always saying they're so over the top right. ridiculous but seeing him play like a real role is nuts hmm. so I thought that was crazy well I've uh, finally been catching up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yeah I watched I started back over from the beginning just to kind of but you made get, it through like the Captain America crossover yeah I'm, Thor, like, I'm like halfway the Thor through two, two I think there was the Thor 2 aftermath mm-hmm. there was the, the did did you get to the second Lady Sith episode? No, I think I've only seen the first one. Season two episodes. Okay, she comes back. Um, um, I've, there's been some like flashbacks to the Howling Commandos and Agent Carter. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just it's fantastic. I don't know why it take, has taken me this long to like watch through it. I just just didn't ever do it before, but it's amazing. I love it. So I'll definitely be finishing that. And then I watched it just randomly one night. Sometimes I just get into like good documentary. I, this is definitely on my list. Have you, have you you're familiar with it at all? I have just saw it and added it. It's called The Search for General So. Because I've said this a lot of times. General So Chicken, um, if you go to China, you will not find 
any yeah. you won't find it. Well, so what's amazing, like it's just it's just one of those things. So it's about, about is it about the it's origin about the origins of the food mm-hmm. and of the history of, of the, the actual general so and they go to all the restaurants, like they go across the country and go to different restaurants, try to find out who came up with it, look at different spellings of it. They also go to China and Taiwan mm-hmm. and look to see who was General So and where, mm-hmm. what did he do, and it's fascinating, both as like a historical thing, I have looking to watch at the it. food stuff. It's just one of those things, you know, when you see a good documentary, you're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's incredible. It's not a subject that I ever would have thought I yeah. knew I would be interested in, and it's fantastic. Yeah, especially highly, highly recommended. Um, there was a period where. I, because I got to know some of the local restaurants, and I actually tried to get them to make me some orange chicken, and they were like, why would we, that sounds gross. Oh, dude. That's basically what they were basically doing. There's a whole segment where they take pictures of different versions of General Tso's chicken from America, and they go in, like, Taiwan and China and show it to people, and they're like... Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, that. like, that's exactly. That? It's great. Like, me it's, just can you, so you can imagine me trying to just because I was trying to describe it in like some Chinese and some English, and they're just all like, one lady got mad. She's like, "Why would you even know? Right. No, no, <laughs> like because yeah. because they they do they do have this they do have their it's like it's like a super Chinese version of sweet and sour pork. It's not like our sweet and sour pork, and it's I'm like. Kind of like this, but with chicken and orange. And they're like, and the moment I said, like, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. And and I'm just like, and I'm like, I don't know. That's a weird American thing. They're like that because they were fascinated with that. Oh. Like they're like that is American Chinese food. They don't have. And they were listing all. I'm like, do they have? They're like they're like do you have this in America? I'm like, nope. They have that. They're like, no. They're like, what do Chinese restaurants serve in America? That <laughs> I don't understand. Well, it's fascinating because it goes into the origin of. Why we have those Americanized versions talks about like you know the Chinatowns like in, yeah. in the frontier days and how they basically how the immigrants had to survive by making their food palatable, yeah. just mysterious enough, yeah. but making it palatable to the people who are there and and the history of it just is fascinating, really, and just the way that it goes across the country and now I'm hungry for real Chinese. Oh food. my gosh, you and, should definitely watch it. I mean. There's certain Chinese. I went to Alhambra, which you know what Alhambra is. That's like the highest concentration of Chinese people probably in the United States. <laughs> and I asked for some of the dishes that I got in Harbin all the time in Chinese. First of all, they were shocked seeing me speak Chinese. Right. And then they laughed at me because they're like, we wouldn't be able to sell that here. And I'm like, but it's so good. They're like, we know that. But then he, and then the guy even like, he waved at all the people because there was, it was like half. And he's like, but they don't know that. That was what he said. He basically was like, these Americans are dumb. Is basically what he said. Because I'm like, why don't you have that? And then other things, there are vegetables that they, that don't grow here, which is True. also weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, and also parts of the vegetable here, they don't use. Yeah. Like, you can't get garlic shoots here. People don't even know what the heck that is. And it's the best thing in the whole entire world. Phil, you would love it. You would love it. Well, I guess you could grow your own. Right? Yeah, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know. I've grown onions. It's different. It's weird. I Somebody, I talked to a Chinese woman. She says they won't grow here the way huh. that they do it in China. I, bet I don't you know. I you could grow and then, And then the way... It's I've I finally found them at a couple places, but okay. it's like super Chinese places. The correct dumplings, like real dumplings, because yeah. people here want fried wontons. They don't want the boiled, and even the boiled dumplings here are weird, <laughs> like pot stickers. Like 
this that's bullshit i'm sorry like that like those are like so like i'll go to a place and i'm like dumplings or like pot stickers like and i'm like and i'm like okay and then i'll say the chinese word and they're like they're like yeah no we're not doing it because it takes they're they're they take a little bit of time and they're hand rolled and right. it's a lot of work and they're like you got to go to a sp-. and there are specialty places but it's real expensive <laughs> real expensive whereas in china they make them everywhere, so it's like super cheap. So the idea of paying like twenty, thirty dollars for some dumplings that when I was in when I was living there you could get for like two dollars. Right. I'm not paying thirty dollars for like paying thirty dollars for a hot dog yeah. in China kind of thing. I'm like I'm not doing that. <laughs> but they're like, that's what you gotta do. And I'm like, ah So but they it's always funny when I go to China I'm like all there's this one dish that I've like I think about it sometimes <laughs> when I'm like when I wake I wake up thinking about it there's two there's this one i don't even know how to describe it i'm actually gonna need to get a hold of um i was gonna oh crap i forgot to meet up with him at comic-con i was gonna introduce him renee who i traveled with a lot and was in okay. lived in harbin he was at another school but we were like really good because he's he actually made he has a master's degree in video game design really so he's like a he brought his gamecube to heart so you know why i hung out with him okay, he, okay. he brought his gamecube and all his games and so we would be, he brought his PlayStation, like, huh. and I'm like, oh man, you were smart. So, but he, he actually lives in San Diego half of the year, I think, and then the other half he's in China. And he was, we were going to meet up during Comic Con because I need him to write down the name of this. It's a Harbin thing, and it's like a salad, but it's not. And <laughs> it sounds gross when I describe it, but I can't describe it. So it's like, it's like this noodle salad, but the noodles are actually like, it's 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 not it's kind of tofu but it's like not okay and but they're not they're like half I don't know they're like this weird noodles kind of tofu-y, but not really and then it's like all these different like cabbage and like sprouts and they make it like crazy spicy huh. like it's this weird spicy but cold salad it's like kind of like coleslaw but not really and you could get like a big I just liked it because you get a big giant thing of it and then they put all kinds of meat and stuff in it and other stuff just tons of stuff and you could get it like different levels and I would get the least spicy just a little bit and it would still like just the perfect amount of spicy oh so good one time I got it like the Chinese spicy and I almost died (laughs) Like, cause it's like a spicy cold. Sa- I don't know. It's for like, cause it's real cold there. Right. So I kind of like. Warms I don't know, up. but it's cold. It's a cold salad, and and I don't even know what it's called. So like, I need I need Renee or somebody to like write it down because I got it. I, I don't think it. I've never seen it anywhere. <laughs> I tried to describe it once up in Alhambra, and they're like, I don't even know what that is, because <laughs> um, like most of like there's not a lot of people coming from Harbin. A lot of people right. come from Taiwan or wherever. So. Like, even in, in Alhambra, it's hard to find, like, mainland Chinese people from, like, weird, like, not, like, Beijing or your normal parts of China. Like, I think I met one person from Harbin, and <laughs> they did not speak any English, because Harbin's not a whole lot of, Like, if you're from Beijing, there's a good chance you probably speak some English. Right. Or Hong Kong, definitely. <clears throat> Taiwan, probably. So, um... But yeah, the salad, I gotta find it. And then the other dish is, I can't do my, I, I don't speak Mandarin correctly anymore. I used to know the tones. Right. I don't anymore. So I'm gonna totally bastardize this. It is 
D San. See now I'm trying to think like Spanish, <laughs> but it's D San Chin, um, and it means uh, I forgot what the it's three treasure not treasure three some because San is three okay and then something but it's potatoes and eggplant and then something else and then we called it magical D San Chin sauce, but. So the two things that I ate a ton of in China that I would never eat over here because they're disgusting over uh-huh. here, eggplant and tofu. I think tofu's in it too. I think it's potatoes, eggplant, and tofu. I don't. I'm not 100 sure. <laughs> I know it's three things, and then the sauce. And because they cook it, they know how to cook that stuff there. And it's. I never ate eggplant over here. I think it's, dis- yeah, yeah, I it's like disgusting. But there, it's so. They. I don't know what they do to it, but it's <laughs> magical and it's delicious, and I love it. And um, and. Uh, so this Disan Chien, I would get it everywhere. It was like it was kind of my go-to, right? Like that and like kung pao chicken, because you can like and again, even the kung pao chicken was different, but it was the best kind of different. Right. Oh, so good! And and then their go bao ro, which is their sweet and sour pork. Um, I've never. That's the way they do it there. It's like real sweet and sour. I don't know what they do to it. It's totally different. Um, and I've never seen anything like it over here. And. Uh, but that Disan Chien, and I tried to, I asked in Alhambra, and they knew what it was, but they're like, we don't make that here. Like, no. <laughs> like, nobody would even, like, because how would you even sell that to somebody? Because it's got, like, people think eggplant here. Here, people think eggplant's gross, and they yep. think this is gross. And I'm like, but it's so good. Because when I first got it in China, they didn't tell me what it was. I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever had. It was, like, one of the first dishes I had <laughs> when we got to China. And it's, oh. Just thinking about it sometimes. I'm not even joking. Just thinking about it. Like, I'm hungry right now thinking about it. Well, you should definitely watch this documentary. I think I would love to hear your take on it because... It's on my queue. It's on, yeah, it's on Netflix. It's super good. Search for General So. All right, we got to get rolling. Yeah. Um, I haven't been playing anything other than the standard stuff, so we can go The right one thing I wanted to mention is, so I've been playing the standard stuff, um... When I was at work, I noticed that my typing hasn't... I've, like, kind of dropped. Okay. Like, I'm not doing... i like, having a hard time typing. So I started. I'm like, I wonder if I can find an online typing game to help work on my typing. And I found, like, the most addicting, greatest thing yeah. ever. It's called nitrotype.com. So you sign... You get, like, a... You get an... You sign up. You sign in. You don't have to. But if okay. you sign in, it keeps track of your stats. Okay. And so you... It's a racing game. You race... Against real people. Whoever can type the fastest. And then it's like, the, and then you, you seriously have a race car. Huh. And like your cars are racing. Moves and as you, you, as you build up your levels and you get experience points for winning races, and then you can get different cars, and huh. there's achievements, and it keeps track of all your stats. It's everything that you <laughs> want, and, but you're typing. And since I'm a really good typer, like there's like teams. Dude, teams were fighting over. Getting, getting me on their team because a lot of these teams their average is like 40 words a minute maybe 50 I, my official average right now is like 75 nice. and like so i'm like an in-demand <laughs> typist i'm already a level 19 i've only been playing for like three days a nitro type and, dude nitrotype.com if you get on there my name is brendo man you can add me as a friend we can be friends we can do friend races yeah dude i love it I'm That's so cool. addicted. It's awesome. Nitrotype.com. Dot com. That's it. Marmaduke can go. Let's see Marmaduke can close it out, yes.
Marmaduke tonight. It's a doozy. Ugh. You ready? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Are we so, like? Are we? <laughs> we I mean, I guess we're hate reading Marmaduke. I guess is that we what are. This is? I think so. I don't know. It's what we do now, so we have to. My mom sent me the Marmaduke. Yeah, we gotta get some use out of it. Get some value out of it because no one's gonna buy it from you. No. Like right. if we had those out at like comic book sci-fi, nobody's buying those Marmaduke books. All right, we got the two kids here, mm-hmm. and uh, the little the boy and the girl. Halloween is only one week from tomorrow, says the little boy. Let's make a costume for Marmaduke, the little girl says. The boy says, how about using this old fur jacket and mom's old wig? They're dressing him up like a person. Mm-hmm. We can use these old pantyhose. They're putting clothes on the dog. Ah. And these boots. Oh, more, it's so funny. More clothes on the dog. Great, nobody will ever guess who he is. Let's take him out and see. He's dressed up like an old woman. All the dogs are laughing at him because he looks like a person. And the punchline, I didn't know dogs ever got embarrassed. That's barely a joke. <laughs> that's like not a, that's not even a joke. Because <laughs> the dogs laugh at him. What is that? Is that Marmaduke? That's Marmaduke like speech? a person. Yeah, Marmaduke's the dogs are laughing at him like a person. He's embarrassed. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that definitely follows in that category. And that's Marmaduke for the I, night. I hate Marmaduke so much. <laughs> it's just, like, what are we doing with our lives? Because Marmaduke guy... I don't know. I didn't know dogs got embarrassed. Ah. It's the same people that watch that like this are the ones that watch America's Funniest Home Videos and think the videos of, like, a dog wearing a funny hat is, like, the funniest one. Somebody made a living off of these, Phil. I know. For a long time. What are we doing with our lives? I don't know. <laughs> But that couldn't happen. I keep no, saying that, but not, it could. It I think could, it could, but it's different now. Yeah, dumber things. Dumber. We now have the, our are the Kardashians our Marmaduke. Yeah, that's the that's the Marmaduke of 2015. I don't know, man. We live in a Kim Kardashian have, thinks she's a person. Uh, <laughs> I just I can't I can't get over the VMA thing where like best rock video is presented. I almost I'd have to look we'd have to look do some research and see if they've done that before, but if this is the first what, year they that, did it what, what, what if, if it, it was, was Josh's like We need to get him on and talk about this. Definitely. Yeah. And all his because it sounds like he had quite the evening. Yeah, quite an adventure there. There was a picture that he posted on Instagram where he's like, This guy was obviously a pimp. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like like, but they're at the VMAs, so I'm like, there were pimps there? Like, what is happening? He uh, he went to a private party that Justin Bieber yeah. was at. And he said, like, it was the saddest thing he'd ever he ever seen. He said Justin Bieber had a bunch of yes-men that were lip-syncing to his songs. Yeah. They were, like, singing the songs along. <laughs> uh-huh. And that sounds weird. Uh, I want to hear some Justin definitely Bieber stories. Definitely got to get in contact. All right. I'm I'm out. All right. Thank you guys for listening and supporting our show. Yeah, thank you. And uh, I guess I guess uh, go to RadioBrendo.com and click on all those links and listen to the episode. Tell your friends. Yep. Again, we know we're <laughs> we know we're hard sell. Well, tonight's episode is only going to be like three hours. That's pretty good for us. You know, with all the well, maybe even less. Maybe less. less. Just under three. Unless we keep talking. That's possible. It is possible. <laughs> you never know when that next tangent yep. is going to happen. We better wrap up the show. Better do it fast. You're never going to bed. All right. Well, I need to go to bed. So for Radio Brendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. Have a good one, everybody.
is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. G'day, I'm Kev McCauley. And I'm Bev McCauley. And we run the Dinner Party Small Talk Comedy Podcast. We got all kinds of comedy. We got situational comedy. We got observational comedy. We got improvisational comedy. But we don't have puns. No! If you want puns, then you can rack off. If you like puns, then you're an idiot. Wait, I like puns. Shut up! So listen in to our new episodes every fortnight. Kind of. And if you don't like it, then you can get stuffed. Dinner party small talk. Where the big issues take a back seat to dinner party small talk. Yep. Hello out there in Benview Podcast Land. My name is Josh, and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games, or more accurately, listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. 